Vincent Kennedy to McMahon. You done done it again, and you done done it the worst this time. That show sucks. I want my $35 back. I want my 30 years back of pro wrestling fandom. And I want you to stop booking this bull. You're screwing your fans. You're screwing me. I'm pissed off. I want my $35. I could have got five grande nacho taco meals at Taco Bell. But instead, I watched this bull show. A bunch of bull people. We watched the TV half the fucking time. What the fuck is this? man stop it do something else um don't want to see this ever again if i watch wwe one more time that's gonna be the last time i'm done here it's stupid i can't believe i got tricked into coming to this show um stop it yo it's grapsody what will fill in reg trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads it's grapsody we're here to fill the void three black fans different perspective got to fill your voice coming with the podcast talking majors indies in between yeah it's all that and we're down with fightful better fallback coming for respect we connect like a ball bat no need to double check these are all facts you're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Dang, Reg. Tell him how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> the, beats him how you... it, the beats make it so much funnier. Oh, my <laughs> God. Jeez Louise. Yep. Yeah, hey. Welcome to Grapsity. It is Saturday, October 16th. And shout out to my little brother, uh, Gary, because upon saying the date, I just realized it's his birthday. Oh, uh, shout out to so, Gary. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yes, I am Will Washington, and I'm not alone here. Uh, you heard him all throughout the intro. Uh, he is Mr. Black Wrestling himself. Is Righteous Reg. Yes. They. Uh, I'm rapping, I'm yelling, you know. <laughs> Just a regular old Saturday. Appreciate y'all being here. And also here is Mr. Philip Lindsay. Yo, I am here. Three and... hours of sleep. We're rocking. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna I change his name to Phil Spaces Lindsay for the yep. next Space God. <laughs> hey, this is the Space God right here. Like honestly, if you want to hear if if you are one of the people, because we get it all the time, of like who can't get enough of Grapsity throughout the week, just check out Twitter Spaces because you are guaranteed to get some great Philip Lindsay content Straight up. all throughout the week. Uh, th- I, this was a crazy week for Spaces, by the way. Like, If there was ever a week where Twitter Spaces was on fire, this was the week. Definitely. Uh, I, I feel like every day there was just the, uh, another and some, some big topics in each one. And it just, it kept going. Uh, so, yeah, stay with us on Twitter because we got our Twitter handles right here. And you never know when you might hear from us throughout the week. But you hear this show every Saturday at noon Eastern, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific. Got to get used to that. Uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> and we're right here. We're at Fightful.com, or sorry, uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful. Um, if you're watching live uh, and we're on so many different uh there's so many different means of keeping up with this show um but 
you are watching live, uh, we definitely want to hear from you um, in that YouTube chat. Uh, send us those super chats and we'll read them here on the show. Uh, especially send us those super chats today because Reg needs his $35 back. And if he's not going to get it from, uh, from Vince. Uh, send my $35, <laughs> Vincent Kennedy to Nick, man. I want my money, bro. I yeah, want I just, it. I just want to see the 35 now. pop up across the bottom just from Vince Yo. McMahon. It's like, Reg, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I deserve it. I watched SmackDown too, bro. You owe me another 35 maybe. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, we're spitting now. Okay. And I watched NXT. Send me another 35. Look, send, me <laughs> <laughs> send all the checks. Send my over. money, bro. Send my money. Oh, man. I, I, I had fun with wrestling this week. Um, even if in some ways it's ironic fun. I had fun with pro wrestling <laughs> this week. Um, this, That's what this... I was telling somebody after the Ross show. I was like, it actually sucked, but it kind of worked out. Like being a an awful show like benefited for me. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but <laughs> I'm like I don't know if they would have had like a good show if the response would have been the same because I wouldn't have ranted if it was a great show. I, I would have been happy about the show WWE if it didn't suck. All right, look, I'm gonna save it until it's not time yet. It's not time. Yeah. Yet. Well, Ryan in the chat. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Ryan. He said I can listen to Reg tell us all day <laughs> what fast food he could have bought instead of seeing WWE. Arby's. I could have got some Del Taco. I could have got a Sonic <laughs> drink. I could have got, bro. Come on, man. KFC, Churches, Popeyes. I look, bro. I could have been eating good instead. I was. I brought in Boston baked beans, my own Boston baked beans, and they were better than the entire show Yo, of Raw. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You brought beans? <laughs> the candy, not the beans, bro. Not, oh, not I thought you, I thought it, I was seriously picturing Reg just like with a can of beans. <laughs> Y'all trying to hit me with this nigga over here eating beans? Look, no, man. They're candy. Yeah. Candy coated peanuts. Boston baked beans. Look them up. What do y'all yeah. look like bringing yeah. beans into. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I was real confused. I was about to say, wait a minute, man. I <laughs> legit. Come on, y'all. Come on, man. Are well, they opened already, or did I bring a can opener also to the fucking show? You sit here raw, just like clamp and twist. <laughs> yeah. It's just like disgruntled while doing it, man. Yeah. You, man. you know what? That's the perfect opportunity to just jump into the topics, right? Because. Raw is Reg. Jeez All right, Louise, this you guys. you went to um, what ended up being kind of a, uh, and I'm sorry if you can see the tears in my eyes. I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing. At that um, so you went to what ended up being a fairly remarkable Raw for a number of reasons. Right. Um, because you took a picture that I don't think you saw, um, at least at the time. I don't think you anticipated your picture being used in so many like articles and things like that because right. that ended up being the picture that everybody was uh, referencing, talking about the attendance of Raw, which uh, you know I, I I was we talked about it a little bit last week, mm -hmm. um, and some were wondering if you know we were maybe seeing an anomaly or maybe uh, you know the ticket counters maybe had it wrong. Uh, shout out to WrestleTix. Um, and no, that wasn't the case. Uh, it, they they were very much spot on um, in that this was a show that in I think full capacity. What it's like eighteen thousand, uh, mm. but like you're never gonna run a wrestling show at full capacity. Uh, so you know, with the wrestling stage in there, probably looking at you know, you'll probably take away like 
what, 5,000 seats so we're talking yeah, about, 13,000 like likely for mm -hmm. wrestling. But this particular show had 4,000 people in attendance. Um, I think it was like 3,900 paid. Uh, $35 of my money. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and like, you know, you could tell on TV watching it, uh, there was one, a lot of canned audio, um, you know, that I, I feel like the Thunderdome really gave WWE the, uh, the confidence to be able to, to push that boo.mp3 button and, uh, and let the sounds fly. Mm -hmm. But, uh, <laughs> and shout out to Tyler, uh, was good. Fam, Will was talking about. I was never going to. It's funny that it happened on the first episode, so it's officially like it's in the forever. canon of, yeah. uh, of Grapsity. Um, but there were, uh, there were a number of things. I mean, you could tell like throughout matches that, uh, it wasn't as active a crowd as I guess you're maybe used to hearing. And, uh, at least visually, you know, you could see they were very much keeping tight shots, uh, that the entire camera side of the arena was pretty much empty. The upper decks were uh, curtained off. Um, and I know, and it's not to say that it's really just a drawing problem because they drew really well at the Toyota Center just last they night. Um, they did. They sold it out. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there, there were a lot of things where you had mentioned, uh, as far as your experience, Reg, that uh, there were people arguing over having to show their Vax cards. Right. And, uh, things along those lines. Uh, so I mean, how was it? How was it getting in there? How was everything? Yeah, just just like you said, it started, I should have known from the beginning that this was a bad, <laughs> bad show. Before even getting in, everybody outside is pissed off because the Chase Center, said, I saw about two weeks ago, Chase Center, if you come in the Chase Center, you have to be vaccinated to get in here. It's a San Francisco ordinance. It's not the Chase Center. Like If you're going to somewhere in San Francisco, you have to be vaccinated. It's not just for this event. It's not. It's every event ever. And so people are fighting with Chase Center staff. They're arguing, talking about they're going to sue the Chase Center because they didn't know they paid their $35 to come to the show all the way. I drove two hours to get here. Why'd you drive two hours to come to the sorry ass rock? I did all this to blah, 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 and I'm going to sue this, <laughs> and I'm mad, and I'm angry, and can I get a refund? And then they're really mad because Chase Center was sending them back to Ticketmaster. It was a disaster. So regardless, I get in there. I'm like, oh, it's WWE. Whatever. It's going to be great. We're going to have fun. It wasn't great. We didn't have fun. It was awful. <laughs> I'm uh, that picture I'm is sorry to laugh at your misery. <laughs> <laughs> that sorry. picture is very funny, too, that you bring that up. Because when I took, I don't care about attendance. I wasn't taking it to dunk on WWE. Um, so I was just like, yo, this is where I'm sitting. This is where I'm at. Like, I didn't know that people were going to be like, wow, there's nobody here. There's not this. Because honestly, if there's more than 100 people, I go to independent wrestling shows. So like if there's a bunch of people there, there's a bunch of people there. I don't when people are like how many people are there? I'm like a lot. I don't I don't know, dude. Four thousand is <laughs> a lot to me. You know? So. Um, well, and that's the thing is uh, I will say this because because, you know, when I um, and uh, shout out to Ryan. <laughs> Uh, it's funny for Ryan. his can of beans. It wasn't beans, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was beans. Boston baked their can. Oh man, come on. Um, but uh, what I will say is, so like four thousand is kind of what shows uh, the TV shows on average kind of draw. Right. Um, when you think about like that's 
about on average what Dynamite draws. Like Dynamite's had some really good shows in the seven thousands, and they've had twenty thousand shows, obviously. But on average, we're looking at about four to five thousand, right? Um, because honestly, I think to me, four thousand people in a smaller building because Toyota Arena. It's I was corrected in the chat. It is Toyota Arena. Um, Toyota is Arena. is a smaller building, a much smaller building than um, the Chase Center. But I think a smaller amount of people in a smaller building sounds so much better and looks better than a small amount of people. Or like I said, I can't even call 4,000 people small, Um, but a smaller amount of people in a really large building. Like, honestly, like if you're going to fill it, like, you know, fill a smaller building. And then Mm -hmm. honestly, like I said, it sounds better. It looks better. If you do the right shots, you can't even tell. Like to me, that looks Uh, good. You know, I would say that, but like, honestly, that show, the dynamite show last night, it, the sound was not good. I didn't, so that that arena is different because that's the James L Knight center. And I was there, Mm -hmm. um, in July for road rager. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's not an arena. That's a theater, right? Gotcha. And so, like, okay. uh, what's interesting about that place is it's actually – I have a feeling tonight's Dynamite is going to sound a lot different because it's drawn nearly, like, twice what the Rampage did. Like, gotcha. essentially, they got half of that place full and then shot from one angle. Um, and, yeah, it, it, that one – I think that event maybe had, like, 2,500 people last night. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so, I didn't know that. See, attendance, I don't like Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. I love the stats of wrestling. Like, when people get mad about things that – uh people talking ratings and and attendance and things like that like to me i love that stuff because i'm a numbers guy like i love the numbers of things and it's not even to say that um uh just the analytical side of pro wrestling is like some of my favorite stuff uh because uh, that's who i am um and although uh ryan talking about attendance in the uh, send us a super chat. Uh, plus side, no lines for concessions. Uh, <laughs> I brought my own beans, Ryan. Remember, I don't yes. need the vine. <laughs> uh, there's a kind of people going to keep giving you crap about the beans. Come on, so man. beans, beans, beans. They were Boston baked beans. They're red. They're candy coated. They are not actual beans that come in a can i can't put it on a glizzy i can't make chili like no nah, my my man got he got the the bushes can the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the big can too just yeah rubbing. big can just yeah no but what he just brought a spoon. Was this show started getting worse and worse as the night went on it started out with xavier and ricochet so i'm like oh we lit they're going out they're fighting they're going at it it's a great match and uh you know i'm having fun and then it just progressively gets worse. Well, there was a worse, promo before that, right? Because uh, they... oh yeah, yeah, there was a promo. Big it was e the, the Big and... E. And yeah, Drew. yeah, yeah. Because there were a couple of things I appreciated about right. that promo. Like I like the line from Drew where he asked Big E, like, "Did you appreciate the adulation of the fans? Did you appreciate that reaction you got out there?" Well, I never got that because mm-hmm. you know he was champion right. only during the pandemic. Feel all of the salt, all of the salt was man. dripping, <laughs> dripping off of my man. Yeah, right. you know, and he, he's fault that you didn't get that. Yeah, Biggie didn't put this pandemic on, bro. I, I, but like I said, I like that line because I like that. Like that is a good motivator for, uh, like anybody who was only champ during the pandemic. Like as a character, I should feel motivated by that. Like you had me wrestling in front of like screens. You had me, uh, holding up my championship in front of the Best Buy TV section. Uh, Mm. That's still line for Paul Griffin, but um, you know, and instead, uh. And then as you guys moved on as soon as the fans came back. Like that mm-hmm. any wrestler should have a chip on their shoulder for that. And like that is great character motivation. And like, you know, Drew isn't my favorite 
Um, you know, I like him as a performer, but I, I the, there's a lot of things that haven't connected with me um, pretty much since they decided to push him uh, at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I, I love good motivation. And that to me was a good character motivator to hear that from him. So like, I like that. I like that exchange between them. Uh, and then of course, you know, they had the interruption with the Usos and the tag match and we're, we're moving toward the main event. Can they get along? Uh, I don't know. Co- I wasn't there. Can they coexist? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, so, you know, I have to give uh, Mr. Lindsay some props because Look, man, I am a wrestling optimist. So you put the prospect of Kofi versus Woods in front of me, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, but, you know. Phil did call it. Phil, Phil it. said. I, I sat here, and, you know, I, you know, because we've been to this dance before, and, you know, yeah. I was like, hey, a Kofi and Xavier sounds amazing, and that's why I kind of think we're not going to get it. Right. Just saw, you know, <laughs> Damn it. I saw the whole time the match was happening, I was thinking about Phil, like, oh, my God, Phil predicted this. I, I mm-hmm. saw that gender match dangle in there, and I was like, okay, let's let's just – Let's see. Let's just make it happen. I see where we're going. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When you're right, so you're right. right. Yeah, yeah, so right. And I got. I got and they excited. Said the same exact angle too. He lost the match in the t- the previous turn. Like this, exactly what Phil said. I'm like, yeah, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Damn it, damn it. Yeah, and, it was just per- worse and worse and worse. The matches started getting shorter and shorter, and people stopped caring. We were watching the TV. When I say we're watching the TV, there's a big Titan Trumbull. We're just watching that the whole time because they're showing backstage segments. They're showing old WWE 24 bits. They're showing random charity videos and KFC spots. And it's like, yo, I don't want to see KFC spots no more. I just want to see people in this <laughs> ring wrestling right now. That's all I want. So somebody will come to the ring, they'll turn the lights off after their entrance and show a video for five minutes, and then the other person will come down, they'll get in the ring, wrestle for 13 seconds, and then the match is over. Yo, I just saw 13 seconds worth of actual wrestling and 25 minutes worth of dumb videos. Leave Yo, sorry. me alone. Sorry to cover up Reg real quick on the screen because we got a big super. <laughs> we got a really big super chat from Drew. Thank you so much, Drew. Uh, oh so- shit. Uh, wrapping up my week by supporting the best new podcast in existence. You guys rule, and I hope this helps with some uh, refunding of Reg's poor raw experience. Some money for refunds, and then for some beans of any oh, variety. Oh. <laughs> I'm doomed with this beans. <laughs> love to you and Fightful. Thank and you so much, I appreciate you, Drew. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome, Yeah, I really man. appreciate Thank that. Thank you. That makes me very happy. Yeah. Unlike but, Raw, which makes me sad. <laughs> but, you know, not going to discount anybody else's Super Chats because uh, we got uh stellar justin lopez uh he said they're about to give gender that crown aren't they you I know what? So. i'm not feeling confident yeah, anymore like so. i'm like i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do yeah, but i don't um, feel confident they in also could anymore. get fin it too like it's ba- like based on last night i think we're definitely getting gender versus finn in the final <laughs> right yeah <laughs> because what it's looking it feels like, like it. i shouldn't be laughing because like, like i'm laughing at the absurdity of the idea that the king of the ring in its current form like only exists because xavier spent so much time on social media pushing Legit, to bring whole, back every the king day of the, of ring. the year it's just like King of the Ring, King of the Ring, more than the current King of the Ring did, and he and they were just like, "Thanks for the idea, Xavier." 
So like, oh, I'm man. still hoping he's rewarded for that. And so like, optimist in me is still mm-hmm. like, come on, man, you gotta do something. He's gonna for be my rewarded. Man. You gotta by do something for my in man. the finals, probably. Like Xavier is is he's he's up there, man. He's one of my like like current favorites in the biz and i just want to see my man rewarded and uh for for what he does the shout out to plugo uh keep up the killer stuff guys thank you uh um, to plugo so we yeah so talking about but well, first off yeah like you said um ricochet uh versus um xavier woods Man, people on Twitter were, like, clowning on Ricochet, like, the whole time. Like, you what? knew he wasn't going to win. I don't understand what, why why my man needed, like, all of that from from Twitter. Uh, people were posting his promos, and they were like... Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> Stop it with the Ricochet thing. Promos don't matter. You know what's funny? You were just tra- talking about Drew McIntyre, and you said that in 2020, they started pushing him, and you, you didn't something didn't click from you know what didn't click it's because they kept making him do promos every week he would come out and do promos and people started getting less and less interested because they kept making him talk because everybody thinks the only way you can be wwe champion the only way you can do this is if you talk 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 but look what happens when you talk 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 board 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 drew mcintyre is number one example of that because he came in with all this stuff he came in hot Super hot. When he was on the Indies, he didn't talk. He just kicked ass. When he was in NXT, he didn't talk. He just kicked ass. Then he comes to Raw, talk, 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 board, board, board. You guys need to relax on this promo thing. It's a big (laughs) joke to you. You only think because Hulk Hogan used to come out and do five-hour promos that this is how it's supposed to go. That's old shit. That shit's whack, yo. You put him in the ring. You put Ricochet in the ring and just say, go for it. I swear, at the end of every match, people will love him. It ain't about no promos, man. That's bullshit. There's only about five people in the world that are good at promos. And half of them don't even talk. Look at half of the people that are great at promos. They give a manager still. Look. Promos are dumb. You guys need to relax and get over it. It's about all a whole million other things, man. Relax. Nobody cares about what's going on in the ring. We're bored half the time. And they have to read lines. It doesn't even matter about promos. They're all reading the same dumbass lines anyways. Done. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you can, add a third, you can add a third thing, promos. Ryan uh, sent a super chat. He said, yes. uh, Reg is known for two things, hating Crocs and eating beans. And, and hating <laughs> promos. Jesus. It's, it happens so often. It's dumb. Yeah, we got uh, JoJo. Um, Brock Lesnar was champion for like five years. He didn't say one word. I uh, just wanted to thank Reg for the list of wrestlers I should look into. Uh, what is that? Now I need to see Calvin Tankman and AJ Gray on a national show. Same here. Um, and I, I have a feeling a lot of that's going to be happening really soon. Definitely. Um, uh, and, you know, because I agree with you on the promo thing. I, I've, I very much felt like promos uh, are are definitely overvalued in the sense yeah. that um, you know, cause I, I saw somebody, uh, they were talking about, uh, some of the all time greats and things like that. And God, I'm trying to remember who was named, but it was somebody that I definitely see as an all time great. And the replies on it were like, well, that dude's trash pro- had trash promos. And I'm like, really? Like that's, that's what we're doing right now. Like you're exactly. going to discount everything this guy could do in the ring because, um, you don't feel like he could talk like you know who this show is sponsored by better help 
If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay. So it's funny because WWE relies on him so much. But... Uh, and it's amazing knowing what they've gotten wrong with him pretty much since 2003. But I'm specifically referring to Goldberg. You know what they got right about Goldberg at WCW? Goldberg didn't talk. Goldberg didn't even have matches. Goldberg got over on doing the least amount of all the things that people value in wrestling. And WWE's like finding him in his house to do a promo. Hey, Goldberg, what are you doing? Dude, we do not want to hear Goldberg talk. Because he, he never had to. That was not a thing that Goldberg was known for. Goldberg was not known for coming out to the ring and doing a soliloquy, right? Like, Goldberg was known for, it was short and sweet, right? His music, he had this super long entrance. He had the music everybody loved. He would come out to the ring. He would blow fire. And then he'd come out, hit a spear and a jackhammer, and then go to the back. And people were like, that's the guy. And, like, that's how quick it was. That's how easy it was back then because, like, if you just play people up to their strengths, I feel like, um, I, I, and it's especially been true over the last like twenty years. Like WWE has kind of had like a cookie cutter formula of mm-hmm. um, you have to fit into this mold, and if right. you don't, then you're not going to work. Whereas uh, there are so many guys who made it on their strengths, and if you just simply play to people's strengths, and then 
And and the thing is, when WWE has a willingness to do it, they'll do it. Case right. in point, Brock Lesnar, right? Mm-hmm. Like they tried to put Brock Lesnar solo. They tried to have him come out and cut promos. Anybody remember? Give me Goldberg from 2004, the way he got down on his knees, cut one of the worst promos you've ever heard a main eventer cut, and um, nobody was like, or at least nobody at WWE was like, all right, we need to like trash Brock Lesnar because he can't cut promos. No, they were like. Put him back with Bro- or with Paul Heyman right. because clearly that's what worked for him. And then he's had Paul Heyman ever since. And now he just keeps it short and sweet. They literally flew him out to California for one line and then sent him back. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Um, I If you play people to their strengths, wrestling, there's so many things in wrestling that work. Not everybody has to work yes. the one style. They just no. don't. Uh, Misfit in the chat says, first time watching. You guys are funny and great. Thank <laughs> you for the super chat. Um, and now, look, to- they let Goldberg talk, and he's talking about killing Bobby Lashley. <laughs> what, bro, what was what that? What are you talking about right now? What are you? Why are you saying you're going to kill him? Oh, I'll, bro, what? stop it. <laughs> I'm not feeling the killing stuff, man. No, right. not and no. Especially, I, I just need us to talk about the fact that he wants to kill this man, for my opinion, his irresponsibility as a parent. <laughs> you let your son jump in the ring and jump on this man's back behind, from behind, and he was just defending himself. He got in there. Hey, next time, stay out of grown folks' business. Easy. That's all I'm saying. Easy. If a fan would have came and jumped on Goldberg's back, he would have did the same thing. Uh, and hey, uh, Chris, well, Chris, shout out to Chris. Um, oh. I'm waiting for Phil's rant on WWE giving women mostly two-minute matches again. Also, fun fact, Boston Baked Beans candy was developed in Chicago. A double Phil fact. All Chicago, and he trying to get me on some <laughs> bush beans. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so that's, like, that's part of the reason why I was pissed, too, with these two-minute Queen's, Queen's Crown matches. Like, yo, why are you guys, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Queen's Crown Tournament has been garbage so far. It has been complete and utter garbage. And you know the the thing is, pretty sure Shayna Baszler's winning the whole thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so she's probably going to storm through some more matches. I would be surprised if the finals really quick as well. Because uh, yeah, Shayna's yeah. matches being quick are they make sense? That's what Shayna right. does. But like every other match doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's silly at this point. It's silly. It's silly. It's 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 a here. A here damn tournament. Like, y'all want here. women's wrestling? Here you go. Uh, yeah, and like, no, nah, I, I don't feel like the effort's being put into this really at all. And uh, it, it, it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't know why this concept was necessarily a difficult one when uh, you had when especially now there there's such an abundance of talent that that can have those matches that you would want to see in a tournament right because right. like nobody says i want to see a tournament just to exist like the idea mm-hmm. of a tournament is that you're maximizing the amount of matches you can have mm-hmm. um and so it, at least from a booking perspective you want to book a tournament all of a sudden you've just given yourself uh more matches uh with almost a smaller amount of talent. Right. And so like that's what a tournament is supposed to to give you. So that's that's why wrestling fans get excited about tournaments cuz it's like, "Oh my god, I'm going to see this match, I'm going to see this match. I'm going to see matches and the possibilities of this match." And like they didn't do that at all. That, right. that is not 
what's mm-hmm. happening with this Queen's Crown tournament. Uh, I'm not even sure who this was for or what exactly the appeal is. It's definitely not going to be looked at kindly, um, except... Like, it's one of those things, like, well, they'll pat themselves on the back, like, in a year where they actually do, like, a real Queen's Crown tournament, and they'll be like, look at us. We stepped mm-hmm. it up. And it's mm-hmm. like, but you also created the problem in the first place. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, and hey, uh, really quick, back on the uh, Goldberg topic, because uh, we got another super chat. All Goldberg ever needed to say was, who's next? That's all you need. Promos are good when they get the point across. You don't need a lot of words for that. So easy. Who's yes. next? Two words. And, uh, but yeah, it's, but anyway, I, I still want to continue talking about Reg's experience because, uh, <laughs> because more specifically, because like I said before, um, and somehow we got like way off topic on it. I want to give props to the fact that I thought, um, Xavier and Ricochet delivered. And I really do think they did yeah. deliver, uh, in, on so many fronts. And, uh, I feel like that's. That's an example. Like, they definitely get it with the King of the Ring that they get, hey, when these uh, wrestlers lined up, it creates possibilities. And we could see a match that uh, we maybe haven't seen before or have seen very little of and get to see some new chemistry happen and and some guys make magic happen. I thought Ricochet and Xavier did so well out there. And, uh, yeah, I I was happy with that match by the end. And I got happy with the possibility of Xavier moving on to face Kofi. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, Kofi Jinder, this is easy, man. This is the easiest booking. Like, it's so fan-pleasing. You do, like, you you put Kofi, it's obvious, he's uh, won the title at WrestleMania. He's a former WWE champion. He's beaten guys like Randy Orton. Uh, and, you know, Kofi is is legit. He's been around a long time. Nobody takes Jinder seriously. This is the easiest writing imaginable. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel so sorry for Kofi. He's just been having an awful time. Like every time he's involved, but like Lashley just throttled him. That one, like he has just been going through it these last couple of months, man. It's just, it's like they are using him as like a building stepping stone type thing, but it's like not time for that yet. Or like, I don't, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's like, it's frustrating. Yeah. I, I think once they realize that we get upset when Kofi loses, yeah. they have decided they're going to use that as their way of getting heat. And right. The problem is that yep. doesn't get heat on Lashley. That doesn't get heat Mm-mm. on gender in this particular situation It's making us look at them. Like, what are you guys doing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, what was the tipping point for you? Because you didn't stay for the whole show. You okay? So after Gender beat Kofi, I I was walking out. I was leaving. I'm like, <laughs> come on, this is a scam. This is stupid. I hate it. But then I remembered that the main event was Sasha and Bianca against Becky and Charlotte. So I'm like, yo, I gotta see Sasha and Bianca as a team. How can I leave? So luckily the match was coming up right after the break or whatever. I'm like, all right, let me get back in here. So all the women come down to the ring. I'm like, oh, great match. They all start brawling. The match is thrown out in like 14 seconds. I'm like, all right. After they threw out the match the first time, I left. I don't even know what they did after that. They could have made another match. That was the t- that was it. As soon as they threw the, the tag match out after 14 seconds, I was gone because I knew exactly what was going on here. You're not about to trick me into waiting for it. No, I'm out. I'm gone. 
So that's when I left the arena and my rant happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they did restart it. Uh, and then it did, It still didn't have a finish, though, right? I don't know what happened. I didn't watch the rest of it. I was in my car driving back to Oakland. Because I, I'll, I'll say this when it comes to um, WWE television. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> So my daughter has a class on Monday nights. Uh, so I have not been able to watch Raw live since she started this class. Oh, you're um, lucky. I, I sit outside her class, and uh, I, I said this last week, but my thoughts are, I mean, it's always like either take a nap or watch Raw. And I'm like, eh, I'll just nap. And so I nap outside her class in my car until it's time, and then I get home. And luckily, by that point, Raw's on my DVR, and I can get through it. WWE television is very difficult for me to watch live uh, because of the fact that there's just so much to skip. Um, and, and like, I'm not, I, I don't skip matches. I, I, I love in-ring wrestling. And so if uh, mm-hmm. I, I will make sure that uh, when it comes time for matches, I'm, I always stop. But, like, right. the things I don't particularly care for are – and I recognize they have their use. So they are for somebody, just not for me. Um, but I don't need a recap of last week. Nope. Man, YouTube exists. Uh, Twitter exists. There's Even so many worse, ways. I don't need a recap of the show I'm currently watching. I don't need a, show, a recap of the show do. I'm currently watching. Um, and like, honestly, so I will continually hit that 15-second uh, skip. And hey, Kate, love Kate. Uh, here's five dollars. I'm at thirty five. That's owed to Reg for Thanks, that ticket. Kate. Love having you here at Pipe. Thank you, Kate. Uh, and hey, Kate, last night on um, on the Friday night recap show was excellent. Uh, so shout out to shout out to Kate. Happy to be here at Fightful. Um, That's great. We loving it. Yeah. So I don't know. I. It's, you can't uh, fast forward in real life. Yeah, you can't fast forward in real life. I know, right? So like the so it is painful for me when yeah when they I, I don't know who's where this came from because it's only it's a recent phenomenon, right? Uh, where they'll have somebody come out in their entrance and then uh, they stand in the ring and then they cut to like video packages and and then we go to commercial and then we go to a backstage segment and then we come back and it's a reminder of hey that dude that was coming out to the ring he's still here and he's uh, just standing in the <laughs> ring and he's, like and he's just been standing here for minutes. the last five to ten minutes and now you're gonna see his opponent i don't know who thought that strategy up but like that sucks and that doesn't work for live audiences but that doesn't work for me as a tv viewer either uh because like i maybe it's just because i've been conditioned for the last 34 years of watching pro wrestling, but like entrance, entrance match is usually how that works. But this whole like entrance promos, commercial break package for what happened earlier in the show, a rundown of the card for the pay-per-view and then back to that entrance that you forgot about followed by (laughs) the the guy who's coming out. Followed by the match that's shorter than everything we just saw in the last five minutes. It's like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Leave yeah. me alone, Vince McMahon. <laughs> and uh, Ryan says, just wait. They'll find a way to give a recap during your DVR. <laughs> <laughs> a little picture and picture pops up like this. Yeah, a little picture and picture. Now, the way they need to do it is, uh, see, it needs to be done subliminally. See, this is why they pay me the big bucks. What you do <laughs> is that uh, you put little pieces of a recap throughout the show, but like play it really slowly so that it doesn't 
at, it's so like during the show you may just hear like a random but like all of a sudden when you start fast forwarding it's just a recap uh because it all finally came don't together. be giving them that will don't give them ideas will do not somebody's write this down right now like, that's a great uh, idea but anyway so raw uh as far as reg is concerned uh so next time they come through town spending your 35 again no <laughs> You didn't I wish even have I had the- four sets of pants so I can get four thumbs down. That show was awful. Vince McMahon, you should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. And Bruce Pritchard, I know it's you. It's you and Johnny Ace. Y'all are trash. Get these old men out of here. They ain't doing nothing but trying to do what got them to the glory. Let's relive the attitude era. All the matches were 14 seconds. Ten. That show was awful. I want my $35 back. And look, what you need to do is just rehash the whole, just throw everything out that you know. Would you think of an idea that you used to know? Forget about it. Think of a new idea because your yeah, old yeah. ideas suck. Your shows suck. They're <laughs> awful. They're dumb. Stop making 205 Live 13 minutes. Make it a full hour. Don't you doing it at your own place? What are we doing here? You're filming it yourself. Why is it only 15 minutes? You got a whole bunch of wrestlers that could be on this show. Stop that being show done with is, all your time, you guys. That show's the biggest lie, like, told oh on TV. Now. Uh, because, what, it's, uh, I believe 205 Live at one point was called the fastest hour on television. <laughs> so, one, it's no longer an hour. Nope. Uh, two, there's definitely no 205 limit any nope. longer. We saw Odyssey nope. Jones wrestle last night. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's not really on television. So, like, <laughs> oh, you combine it. All okay. <laughs> like everything Tag about two, gone. 205 Live is just a lie. Uh, so, Raw sucks. Let's please move on. All right. Well, let's move on to something <laughs> that... It was that, awful, you guys. Don't go. Uh, there was something that um, that was actually enjoyed by pretty much everybody who got a chance to watch it. And Phil, this one's yours. Because we saw last weekend the Knockouts Knockdown. So... October is a good month, right? Because October 28, 2028, 2018, that was WWE Evolution, mm. right? Um, for the last three years, we've been waiting for them to give us a follow-up to Evolution. Now they've done a lot of pump faking. Then all of a sudden, it just wasn't happening. Then we got all excuses from their fans and them as to why it's not happening. So this year, we get NWA in power, which was phenomenal. And then we get the return of, you know, Knockouts, knockdown. And it was also great. So now I'm kind of like, what's your excuse? And then at the same time, I'm looking around like your first Queen Queen's Crown tournament is garbage. What are you doing? And I feel like those two events proved that you could have easily taken Queen's Crown and made that a 16-woman tournament and made it into a network special. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just do that? Um, even if you just wanted to make it like... Uh, you know, network exclusive matches every week leading up to the final somewhere. Right. You could have done that. Yep. But do something that makes this event feel special. And they have not done that. Anyway, uh <laughs> thank you, Fert. I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate your blank super chat. Yeah. Um Fert but... spitting. <laughs> so <laughs> Anyway, knockout, knockout's knockdown was fantastic. I thought that they did the tournament the correct way here. Um, even if you're going to have quick matches to start the thing, you wrap up and you get to the semifinals and the finals and you get the great matches. Um, obviously, you know, Tasha Steeles and Mercedes Martinez made it all the way to the finals. Finals was fantastic. I thought Rachel Ellering proved again 
why she was a big missed opportunity for, for WWE and anybody who did sign her after she left because she yeah, AEW too. She she wrestled yeah. dark there a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, she and uh Mercedes Martinez had a great match. Um I Mercedes thought, Martinez went crazy. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um I thought we got the great, you know, Masha Slamovich versus Diana, mm. which was a phenomenal match. I have been hoping that someone would snatch up Masha and it was cool to see Impact give her that moment and then sign her afterwards. She definitely deserves it. Um, Deanna, what can I say? I think that she is far none the best women's champion in the U.S. I, you know, anybody that hears this take and you don't like it, mm-hmm. feel free to at me. I will respond. She is the best women's champion in the U.S. Fight me. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Phil, you know, he'll, he'll go for it, you know. Hey, I will respond, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you know the uh i the only thing i was kind of confused by was why did they have the tag match last and i mean i thought the influence is a they're a good team and mm-hmm. you know i'm a big fan of the, the decay but mm-hmm. i i thought that they should have ended on the finals match yeah um, because that was the better match mm-hmm. um just based said, purely off that i think yeah, with that said, you know, the tag team match was good, um, but it wasn't as good as the matches before it, so I was just confused as to why that was the main event. Um, but then we got the surprise of the night that the inspiration will be coming to the knockout zone, I mean, to the knockouts division, and they will be challenging Decay for the tag titles at Bound for Glory. Um, yeah, I think they've been doing great stuff. Um, also have to give, you know, the nod to Beta Scott and Mickey James on commentary because they did a fantastic job. Can't say enough good things about everything Mickey has done since she's left WWE. I hope this is, you know, proof positive and somebody gives her a women's division to be the head of and produce shows for because she is a great asset to any company. How about that uh, knockouts ball match too, Savannah Evans? Ooh-wee! Yes, Savannah Evans was another great pickup. and Yeah. I will say Impact was in a weird spot, you know, sometime last year because they had just lost Kylie. Mm-hmm. Um, they had just lost a few other people, but I think they are they're clicking right now. And they I are. think, uh, like I said, Tasha t- Tasha Steels to me was one of the breakout showings of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Did not win, but she's eventually coming for that title. She's getting it's that only, belt, man. Everything she's done this time. year is tremendous. Yeah, and you know, hey, again. Missed opportunity with Mercedes Martinez. She's eventually going to get her her title shot after winning the tournament. And again, that is another match that is going to be phenomenal. And it just strengthens Deanna's reign as yep. uh, she continues to have, uh, as she continues to just make it happen as champ. Right. Um, and shout out to Matt, uh, uh, adding it up to $5 so Reg can get his money back on the crappy Raw he attended. So ready for Deanna versus Mickey next Saturday. Uh, that's Bound for Glory happening Best Saturday. best storyline in the company, in my opinion. Deanna mm-hmm. versus Mickey has been incredible. The <laughs> the fight in the barn was everything I love about pro wrestling. It was campy, it was hokey, but it was it was great. I loved it. And then also, it was just brought up uh, Awesome Kong being inducted into the Impact. Yes, well deserved. Oh, well so deserved. beautiful. Yeah. We love yeah. Awesome Kong. We're so happy for her, man. Yeah, you know, honestly, that was uh, I was wondering who the inductee was going to be, and I was going through all the women in my head, and for whatever reason, I hadn't even considered that she literally just uh, announced officially the retirement right back at Empower, and so like it makes uh, so much sense. Yeah, it didn't even hit me <laughs> until she was announced, and I thought, 
Duh. Of <laughs> Speaking of Empower, though, hot take. Because uh, I, I was on the NWA train for a week uh, when it originally launched in 2019. Um, NWA should just be like a women's promotion at this point. Because like, I don't care about anything that's happening with the men in NWA. But I do feel like uh, with Mickey helming things there and uh i feel like camille's been a solid champ um i think honestly i don't care for tyrus in the slightest and uh if you ditched everything about that promotion their women are became, way strong allison and marty like you can yeah. it'll be great if you yeah yeah men, honestly yeah. just the the national women's alliance at that yeah. point <laughs> just just seriously yeah just drop everything I mean, else hey if you're gonna do what well, like we'll let our woman speak before Run I say anything. For Reg beans. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex, we, why yeah. are you doing this to me? <laughs> yeah, the forbidden door for women's wrestling is impact, and other companies oh need to step it up. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I'm hey, dead. I I think NWA Empower is one of the best shows of the year so far. I kind of think it was better than Evolution in terms of the way they utilize talent, and mm. I really enjoyed the way that. Um, Knockouts, knockdown, played off of the momentum that they got from uh, Empower, and you can see that a lot of the a lot of the work that they put into Empower came here, and they followed up on it. And I thought that was great. Right. Um, it it is a shame to me that the biggest wrestling company in the world is not on the same bandwagon, especially when they have a ridiculous wealth of talent on their roster in terms of women. Um. I'm they can film it at any time in their own facility. Yeah, I'm never <laughs> going to stop saying it. I don't want to hear the excuses. Give us Evolution 2. Stop saying it was the worst pay-per-view. That's cap. I don't believe it. You got to show me the metrics if that's what it is. Show me the car facts. I don't believe it. Give us Evolution 2. Yeah, because I'm curious. Because like maybe you can throw that out there as far as like pay-per-view buys. But this is during the network era. And WWE doesn't necessarily release pay-per-view uh, viewership for uh, the network shows. Um and it's forever anyways. It's not just one day. Like, yo, people yeah. can watch it in a year. You know, it doesn't matter. And, like, the other thing, too, is I know, like, people were – because I've seen people rag on the attendance of it as well. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that was originally just, like, a house show, right, that they turned into Evolution. That it, it was never – it wasn't originally sold as Evolution. It was like, hey, here's a WWE house show that we're running. And then it's like, well, we've got the show anyway. Let's just send our TV crew there. And they didn't even send, like, the full TV crew because, like, the set wasn't the full set. It was the house show set. Um, yes. yeah. And so it – like – it's almost like you put in minimal effort and then get minimal results and are mm. like, well, what are we supposed to well, do? We tried. <laughs> no, no, no. I, again, I'm not accepting that. Give us Evolution 2. If you're not yeah. going to do that, bring back the Mae Young Classic. Do mm. something else. I don't want to hear that you can't do anything with your women. Other companies are showing you that you can. Do something else. Do something else. <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot more to talk about here because... One of the big topics again this week. Top Dollar. Uh, put out a tweet. Uh, about Jordans. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me. But uh, as a matter of fact, you know what? 
I'm gonna actually pull it up because I I, I want to make sure that I am now doing get, get my man's words correct. <laughs> yes, I want to make sure I'm doing everything justice. I don't want to paraphrase nothing, uh, even though yeah, <laughs> my man did a whole lot of tweeting. So it's gonna take me a minute. Uh, yeah or is it going to be hard to find you know what i can do we're just going to search for top dollar is a bunch of news stories yep top dollar gets into with aw vp shut up yep uh well that was the funny (laughs) part too was that uh you know it it did lead to uh some interesting beeves here but uh man well what is the <laughs> what the hell? Uh, why can't I find the actual tweet? Uh, let me see. There it is. Uh, found it. So on October thirteenth, top dollar of the hit row. Hit uh, row. Hit row. Yep, he tweeted. Some of y'all favorite wrestlers only wear sneakers on camera to seem cool and hip, but in real life, they rock Vans and Asics exclusively. But y'all not ready for that conversation and uh but like isn't that that's the point though um if we're talking if they're talking about the young bucks that's literally the point yeah um but you know that's another conversation to be had i think so you know because they've been if you watch being the elite they go and buy they're like look we're obnoxious we buy shoes because we're gonna wear them on tv it's like the gimmick it's like the point of the young buck um yeah, you know, me and Reg have conversations all the time about how black wrestlers in wrestling will talk about things of the culture, and then you'll have these dorks in wrestling that <laughs> don't know what they're talking about, but they'll put their two cents in. And I saw a lot of people that are saying, who is he to say anything about them in their shoes? You know, he hasn't done anything in wrestling yet. He's not talking about wrestling, you dweebs. Right. He is talking about the culture. Yeah. And he has every right to talk about shoe culture or whatever yeah. else that he thinks is a part of the culture and, and wrestling culture too, because he's a wrestler and you guys are exactly. just dorks it's on a, the internet. So yeah, I, I understood what he meant. I, you know, we had a conversation last week when it pertained to Tessa and people being culture vultures out here and, you know, using the culture for wrestling. And then, you know, outside of that, have wanting nothing to do with that. Now I'm not going to sit here and say that that's what the bucks are, but I can see his point and why he felt that way and why he raised that, um, that part of the equation because there aren't a lot of people saying that because sneaker culture is hot right now. I hate you know. sneaker culture for keeping it a buck. <laughs> and, oh, awesome. and D-Lo, D-Lo digs. We'll get to that in a second. Cause that's a part of the story. Uh, but yes, continue. Yeah. But you know, I feel like sneaker culture is hot right now. So everybody wants to jump on a bandwagon and that's not to say that everybody can't, some people can't come to it late, but yo, if top dollar wants to take shots based on that, it's wrestling. Everybody mm-hmm. can take shots at anybody. Anybody yep. can get it. That's what it is. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm I'm obviously not as down on the young bucks as 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 a uh, uh, as a lot of black folks tend to be. Um, and, They're my favorite tag team of all time. And honestly, no one's they, better. The Usos are not better. The young bucks are better than the Usos. Grapsity official. <laughs> said, you know, watch it, Jack Black uh, Jeff. You know, I'm. I'm rolling with my guy. Yeah, you know, because uh, I, I I am a big fan of the Bucks. I I was um, I was late to the game on the Young Bucks uh, in that you know uh, when I had to do the Decade End Awards um, 
which feels like an eternity ago, but was less than two years ago. I gave Usos tag team of the decade. Um, but I, I do realize in hindsight uh, that you was how much, well, uh, just how much I was missing out on the Bucks. Um, and they they had an incredible tag team run. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of projection on them yep. for a lot of stuff that uh, that you really can't find a whole lot of proof of mm-hmm. uh, because you know I, I I've seen it from people I've seen you know I don't like the Bucks they're Trump supporters but like literally the only words that have ever been uttered from them on Trump is that we're not Trump supporters mm-hmm. um, and like Nick Jackson literally put out an Instagram that was like with like it was of him getting his vax uh his vaccination and he's like people think we're anti-vaxxers and uh trumpers and it's weird um and uh and like i've seen people pull out the old retweets which were that they were retweets when like nick jackson was like 19 of chris jericho like that's the person to point at like he was retweeting jericho and uh so like i don't know i don't I don't know any of that, so I can't like specifically say as far as the Young Bucks are concerned. Um, I can use that as a reason to dislike them when ultimately, look, man, I don't know any of that because they haven't put any of that officially out there. That's all mm-hmm. speculation. I only know about the wrestling, and I like it. Yeah. Um, hey, let me get into something because people think that they are coming with some big rev- revelation when they find out that some white wrestler is a Republican. A lot of these guys are Republican guys. I'm yep. sorry, but that's just the fact of the matter. <laughs> the black ones too. Uh, a lot of these guys You're are former WWE not champion. Don't look up that guy stuff. Yeah, don't look up Bobby Lashley. Nope. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you're not going to be happy talking about it. But like honestly, and the other thing too is it, it, again though, the, it, people pick their favorites, right? Because like um, you know, there are the stories out there from years ago of AJ Styles pitching a fit when Barack Obama won. Like there's. There's stuff, man, and uh, the, the guy community. I, like, I, 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 yeah, uh, you know, honestly, like, I will say you will lose a lot of your favorites mm-hmm. if uh, the Undertaker. If you, start, if you start digging into um, their a lot of their political leaning, so like, I try to just as long as they're not active with it on social media, um, as long as they're not like a Drake Wirtz. Uh, I, I can at least it's like an out of sight, out of mind kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so that that's that's my stance on that. As far Hogan's as- like they recorded me. I was trying to not do a show without saying Hogan, but it was just there. <laughs> I swear. Hogan's like, I could have been the same, but they were recording me, brother. D'Lo said Brits comment on where Crocs legit popped me. D'Lo, uh, man, come on, man. That's so- why Deanna's better than her. <laughs> As world champion, Deanna don't wear Crocs. Deanna probably definitely wear Crocs for this um, bit. Hey, they're best friends, so they probably shop for Crocs <laughs> together. Um, but definitely. so, uh, but as far as uh, the Bucks and sneaker culture are concerned, um, the one thing I'll say is that uh, when it comes to them versus uh, a lot of other white wrestlers, the two of them are genuinely basketball fans Mm -hmm. and so i can at least say when it comes to them and sneaker culture um they at least have that much of an end where it doesn't seem like they're necessary like with the gimmick right now with them like you know we're the young bucks we make millions so we're gonna spend it on expensive shoes you know obviously that seems like they're just playing up a lot of um the the publicity and whatnot but Mm -hmm. as far as them actually being like Sneakerheads, I actually genuinely believe that because 
uh, it, it does feel like that is a part of and shoes what are cool, into. man. Yeah, like, the, beyond everything, like yo, shoes are cool, no matter who you are. With all of that said, though, <laughs> um, I think one top dollar never specified who he was talking about because no, like didn't. CM Punk also gave away some Jordans on TV. He like did. he could have been talking about anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, hell, he could have been talking. Well, I was gonna say he could have been talking about people in WWE until uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he could have been talking about Roman. Yeah, uh, until he decided to make sure that you knew who he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, because uh, he did. If you didn't know, now you know. Yeah, well, because MVP had said, names or you capping. Uh, and then uh, Top Dollar said, I prefer not to mention members of the competition. But if you watch their show, they tell on themselves. Um, so then it was like, okay, it's a little clearer he who he's talking. He still be talking about Roman. <laughs> he is a member of the competition, and that is his show. I was like, okay, but it's a he's little not bit five eight though. That's the only thing. <laughs> it's a little bit clearer who they're talking about. Um, and then of course the Bucks responded with, "We spend more on uh, shoes uh, than the entire NXT roster uh, combined." And again, these are shots. These are shots. Hey. Shots of fun. This is. This is what we're here for. Pew pew. Like this is what we do. I love it. Uh, um, and then Top Dollar responded, uh, rapping over the Young Buck beat. And, uh, you know, it was actually pretty good. As a matter of fact, I will say this. Uh, because there was a time where I used to find myself extremely disappointed at WWE missing opportunities. As a matter of fact, I once said this in a conversation with Swerve. Um, that, And this was just like, two, three years ago, uh, we were talking about hip hop and wrestling. And I said to him, I feel like hip hop loves wrestling more than wrestling loves hip hop. And, 1000%. Uh, and I felt like, you know, I, just off the top of my head, there's that Lil Wayne line where he said, um, Wheezy and his click leave a 40 biatches, million dollar man, baby, Ted DiBiase. Um, and then there was uh, Ric Flair drip was a huge hit. And like, I felt like for the longest time that like hip hop showed wrestling love and wrestling was very reluctant to show it back. Um, like, you know, Phil, you talked about last week. When they did show it back, it was usually a white guy uh, doing some awful hip-hop gimmick. So. Right. So, well, I, that's what I was about to bring up, right, was that, uh, you know, part of what I used to get, what I got excited about at one point when John Cena was pushed was, uh, you know, I was like, hey, John Cena seems like, a, you know, a legit hip-hop head. So, if anything, I feel like John Cena can help open the door for uh, hip hop to be embraced more in pro wrestling, and instead they took the hip hop away from John Cena, and it was, it was like, no, that you did the opposite of what I thought was gonna happen with this when John Cena first started getting pushed because I felt like there were so many opportunities. He was when he was a heel, that's when they embraced the hip hop. Yeah, and so, uh, like, but like they they weren't embracing it necessarily. Like you remember when like pay per view themes when they used to like license. I mean, they still do, but when they would license, you know, a popular song at the time. And there were so many songs. I remember the summer of 2003. Um, I was like, man, if WWE, because I just felt like it was like the perfect wrestling song at the time. I'm like, if WWE doesn't license Never Scared by Bone Crusher, like at the time, like that <laughs> right. song could come out. It was super popular and it was yep. just like a, like a perfect fight song. Right. And I was like, man. You got John Cena here, like embracing hip hop. This is like the perfect opportunity for WWE to grab uh, a popular song right now that has a very fight feel to it. And they did. They ran they did. away from 
they ran so far away from hip hop. And so for mm-hmm. a long time, I had felt that. And this is the first time that uh, maybe the last like two years, really just the last year, honestly, that I have felt like pro wrestling as a whole seems to be embracing hip hop in a way that feels legitimate. That feels like um, it Not doesn't. Not that flow rider bullshit. <laughs> I like Florida, but, uh, but, but look, man, I'm a dude with kids. And like, so I like, I, I like, <laughs> like them Disney raps. I get it. Wait, like a Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He was ready to move on. He circled back like, nah, you're not going to come from Florida. <laughs> like, like, look at this, man. Um, and hold up. Tremaine in the chat says, shoot, I'm out here rocking a six. I have no dog in this fight. Uh, oh, he I'm also crying, said, uh, still waiting on Jagged Edge to return to WWE. No, for hey, real. Honestly, the Teddy Log wedding, I still feel like, is the blackest segment in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah, man. it's going to be hard Bruce, to top that You had Bruce Bruce out there. You had Jagged Edge. Like, come on, man. That was going to be hard to top as far as black. You can't get black and then Bruce Bruce and Jagged Edge. Seriously. And that was like, like while Comic View was still on, too. So it was like... <laughs> So it was good times, oh right? Uh, and we got a few more. Uh, Derry Pittman said, uh, prepare, uh, prepare to get hurt, angered like Kurt Angle's rookie year. Uh, yep. There's hell. The there's so many bars. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, and WWE should have had Hit Row performing at Rolling Loud. Yeah, missed opportunity. Hey, there's Honestly, always there's always next year. I mean, NXT yeah. like isn't really like mainstream like that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they're next on SmackDown year, right. now. They're on basically the flagship of the company i do think that there's going to be opportunity for that but like i said i just i felt like um i feel like now there's there's real opportunity um wait 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 sorry i got off track flow rider oh, uh God. give me two seconds <laughs> i got double i gotta get this def- i got this defense here man a double circle back yeah double circle back <laughs> look i have a 10 year old daughter all right and um I so I listen to a lot because it's all she can listen to. I listen to a lot of pop stations, right? It's like that's like pretty much all we can listen to in the car. And like, and she's also a dancer, and she's really good, by the way. Uh, but she's also a dancer, and like, so I can appreciate a lot of mainstream acts that are there to basically just give you something to move to that aren't necessarily saying anything of substance, uh, but. I recognize why my my daughter is into these things. Okay, and I have like, to say Griselda, uh, Rocky Marciano, Kendrick Lamar, Jayco. I have to say all these names hey. out loud because you said Flow Rider on our show. I just wanted to put. I have <laughs> to like, say some like, rappers' look, names. Look, man, as soon people as might be thinking of Flow Rider, never think of Flow Rider when you think of Grapsity. Will is just yeah, kidding right now. Look, man. Uh, look, <laughs> as soon as my daughter opens the passenger door, man, I can listen to whatever I want. And but for the time being, and the thing is, she's actually really into hip hop. So like, I, that, there's that too. Uh, that of course, when's the last time Flow Rider's even had a hit? But anyway, uh, and Bone Crusher appreci- uh, video appreciation. Thank you, Wallace. <laughs> Uh, and Dante uh, showing up late because I'm on CP time, but I got to throw in some It sports. is what it is, baby. Hey, bro. we appreciate it. Um, <laughs> look, man, I've hosted podcasts for 16 years. This is the first podcast in my podcasting career that starts on time. So <laughs> just know. Hey, the brothers, we out here, man. Hey, man. We yeah. out here. We Change show up on One day at a time, man. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Breaking them <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> and you notice this one started like 30 seconds late. So it's already started to happen. Um, I mean, we gonna, you know, come on, <laughs> give us some. But anyway, so I, I do feel right now that wrestling and hip hop feel legit at the moment. 
Uh, it feels like the highest that it's ever been. You know, with like West Side Guns yeah. always like it feels like yeah they're doing they're trying like they brought up the Rolling Loud thing like they're definitely trying at this. You point. know, uh, and and you've got Wale doing the uh, the the NXT theme. Mm-hmm. Now that said, of course the Raw theme is by NF, and like that's not my flavor. Um, but. <laughs> I want people listening to audio if you can see Reg's face right Mm-mm. now. No good. The SmackDown uh, theme is trash. I can't yeah, believe I can't believe they For changed real. the intro and didn't change the song. You had a whole new intro this week. <laughs> you did you did whole new video pad. All the graphics were different. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the first time ever that they've completely up, done uh, overhaul the graphics, the intro, but you kept the song the same. Why? Why yeah. would who in 20 uh, We'll even go back two years. Who in 2019 was like, all right, we got this new show. We got SmackDown. It's going to be on Fox. It's going to be in front of the biggest audience ever. We got to appeal to new people. You know what new people love? ACDC. That is. You know who did that? Vincent (laughs) Kennedy McMahon. Give me my $35, Vince. (laughs) Forget about ACDC and remember my $35. And you know what was funny was everybody was like, if there was one place that. uh, ACDC was necessary. Um, it was uh, that people were like, when a- when when Dynamite first launched, everybody was like, hey, the song they should choose is TNT mm-hmm. Dynamite. And like, uh, they didn't choose that. Like, they were like no, this is a, a current Mikey year. Ruckus came My- through with the, with the heat Mike, again. Yeah. Honestly, Mikey Ruckus, he is coming through so much on. He's insane. Um, you got to give that guy his flowers. Well, well, like, you know, a lot of people um, have, and, and I will say this with bias. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I worked on two AEW themes. I worked on Sammy Guevara's theme and um, and Big Swole's theme. Name, so, that's on my bucket name, list. Mikey, hit me up. So, I'm trying to get that AEW theme going. Come on, holler at your boy. So I will say this with a little bit of bias. Um, that... Uh, I have always respected Mikey Ruckus's hustle because that is a man who they were like, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh, when he, um, 
uh, when Double or Nothing launched, they were like, okay, we need like 20 themes. The first Double or Nothing, they were like, just whip these themes out. And like he, you know, he and like the first theme he says to his credit, he made with Nyla Roses and he was just whipping them out. And like people were complaining, like all, all AEW themes sound the same. And it's like, this is a man who had to whip up all these themes over a weekend, man. Mm-hmm. Like uh, give him props for like right. just getting all this stuff together. And even still, the, there was some original sounding stuff and like that original batch he did. Um, he did, uh, uh, like the best friends theme was that weekend and all of that. So like, he came up with some good stuff, but like, as time has gone on, I feel like he's really coming into his own where he is like getting stuff that's catchy. That's got, uh, that's got some cool melodies. That's got hit to it. Like everybody loved the new brand new Lee Moriarty thing. uh, That's the one I was about to bring up. The Lee Moriarty theme. I saw Mm -hmm. the picture with, with Josiah and and Leo standing next to each other. They cooking. (laughs) I saw that. They cooking up. They cooking up. Now, now, granted, again, because uh, really all the props for all these themes, um, uh, as far as because now we're getting tips based on them. So uh, imagine Bruce writing bars for oh, Hit Row. Oh, God. Uh, Please, no. Please. But Ryan said, um, I thought it was done super chatting, but Will gets this for Big Soul's theme. That song gets stuck in my head all the time. I mean, here's the thing. I helped. Um, I helped the. Uh, yes. That's Montezzi, too, right? <laughs> I helped, Yeah, it was Montezzi. Mm. Uh, Montezzi's my family. I love Montezzi. Yep. Um, That's the homie. Yeah, uh, Montezzi is somebody I would go to. The He's tremendous the with the themes too. Yeah, he did. He did the uh, the last two RBR themes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, Montezzi is is somebody I go to the end of the earth for. Um, and uh, yeah, and then Big Swell also wrapped on it as well. Um, and yeah, so anyway, musically, I just feel like there's some good stuff happening out there. And with all of that said. Um, I thought Top Dollar came through with that. Uh, that this was good. It was really good. The energy um, out here is beautiful. The, I lo- I'm loving the energy. I, I like this. <laughs> I, I thought it was heat, and I was like, "Man, this is what you're supposed to do." And this is what makes Hit Row mm-hmm. so different. It's like he could have easily took all of that in and you know kept tweeting through it. And he was like, "Nah, nah. Let let me get in here and cook up because they think we're playing." But yep. that's to his point. This is culture to him. We're it not is. playing. We're not playing a wrestling thing. It, I, this is what I do. And I think that was his whole point from the beginning. And so I I feel it. And I, you know, I like the energy from both both camps. I like him Definitely. throwing the shots. I like Young Bucks responding. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I honestly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I well, well, we got a little bit more to talk about because it'll go into the number one story. Uh yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to go to. <laughs> yeah, I was, was like, going to say there's number that. one stuff. But like <laughs> I said, uh, as far as anybody knocking top dollar, um, I feel like, uh, you know, he is, he's putting it out there. He is, he's going a little bit harder than some people tend to. Because I know that people who are in his position tend to tread lightly, right? Because it's like, you know what? I don't know what kind of future I have in the business and I don't want to piss anybody off. So I'm not going to, uh, not going to stir the pot necessarily. Uh, I don't feel like uh, that necessarily is has to be the rule. That has no. to be where you go. Like you can, right. you absolutely can um, play, do it your way. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's either going to work or it's not. Um, people will either look up and go, "Man, Top Dollar really screwed the pooch there, didn't he?" Or people are going to be like, "Man, remember how Top Dollar just came out swinging the moment he made it to the main roster yep. and." 
That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's a, take the opportunity. Ta- yeah, take That's a chance. Right. Take mm-hmm. a chance because uh, it's only going to work out one of two ways. It either works mm-hmm. or it doesn't. Uh, it, so, it, I, of course, we have to address this. I feel like some of the response to him was more than a little racist. I feel oh, like yeah. there was there was some response to him that felt like very much like, "Who are you to even talk to the young bucks? You need right. to stay in your place." Mm-hmm. I'm not here for any of that. Nope. He's nope. a wrestler just like anybody else. He can say what he wants. People are trying to question how much money he has, which is also whack. All of that stuff has no bearing on any of this. He's a wrestler. He's shooting. That's it. And this is what wrestlers do. Like, honestly, this is the stuff that when you hear it in a promo, you love it. Yep. And uh, depending on who it's from, apparently, right. um, yeah. because, you know, if, if this were to add to Phil's point, MJF said the same stuff uh, in the other direction. You'd be like, man, yeah, he's that guy. Like, still. He's great. Got him. Great hill. Yeah. So, so. you know. Um, yeah, I'm. Keep not up for this it. energy, everybody. Top Dollar, keep uh, dropping the diss tracks. Young Bucks, keep putting that shit in your bio. We're loving this. Energy. Yeah, like, I, lo- I love the energy from it's everybody. It's all harmful and fun, anyways. Like, the I, fans I'll... are the only ones that are really up in arms about everything, honestly. I will say this, uh, one last thing about the Bucks, though, because the strongest point that they continue to make, and, um, you know, I'm not going to pile up too much on my dude Cameron because I love Cam, but I will say this, Cam, because you you started that the last time. The Bucks do manage to keep their name in the conversation when they ain't do nothing. Like... It is amazing how much a conversation will end up revolving around the Bucks when they had nothing to do with anything. They'll be nothing. Uh, and you the can't reason- even talk about a tag team in the world without and, someone being like, "Well, the Young Bucks, like on yeah. either end." And that, that was the reason I brought up Cam was because there was that time that all of a sudden they were trending all over Twitter, and literally it was after the Usos had a match with the Street Profits, and it was like, wasn't nobody talking about the Young Bucks? Didn't nobody bring up the Young Bucks? But somehow, uh, the Young Bucks didn't do anything, mm-hmm. but somehow the conversation became about the Young Bucks. And again, this was on a uh, all of this that happened with Top Dollar uh, happened on uh, between Wednesday and Thursday. There was no dynamite on. The Bucks didn't do anything. And they can again be in the conversation. Uh, and it is amazing how much these two can rile people up so much. I think history is going to be really kind to them simply because um, they have been on such high highs for so long and they can get so many people talking about them. I mean, look, there was an entire spaces called Fuck the Young Bucks on a day, on a Thursday, where the Young Bucks didn't wrestle. They didn't cut promos. They weren't on TV. They didn't do anything, but they can continually get people talking. And that is, uh, that, that is a skill in itself. That really is pro wrestling. And... Uh, I, I can't, I can't knock him for that. Uh, you know who else I can't knock? So we've talked about Hit Row. We talked about, uh, I guess, yeah, we were talking about Hit Row. And you know what? Carmelo Hayes became the NXT North American champion this past Tuesday 
on NXT 2.0. And this was fun because I had concerns going into this night. I had concerns over the fact that it was very obvious to me. And uh, it, it just was very clear. Swerve is losing the North America Championship. Right. Um, and I was a little bit annoyed by that and that I thought, of course he has to lose a title. He's going to SmackDown. Makes perfect sense. Except this is only title defense. Uh, he, and I was like, if, if he only had this one defense and it's against Santos Escobar, a guy who Swerve spent all of last year not able to beat, and again, he just wouldn't be able to beat him on his exit, for NXT on one end, I'm like, that's kind of decent storytelling because you could keep that story up for the future that Santos Escobar always has Swerve's number. But on the other end, I want Swerve to avenge all of that before leaving NXT. And so I was like a little disappointed over the idea that Swerve was going to lose to Santos Escobar, which made me pleasantly surprised when he didn't uh, because I thought they had a banger main event uh, to close out NXT and then Swerve retained. And... Uh, so my thought at the end of the match was, well, hell now what, uh, like he's just North America champion, but, um, wasn't even thinking about the fact that Carmelo Hayes was at ringside having assisted him, um, uh, in that match to ward off interference. And then he cashes in his, uh, not quite money in the bank, but, uh, title shot. Title breakout shot in the bank. Contract. Yes, his breakout tournament contract. He cashes in on Swerve. He becomes the North American champion. And uh, the blackest champion in wrestling. Oh, come on. The blackest championship in wrestling come on. is how people you are guys. Call it, is what people are calling it. Come on, guys. So we're we're gonna start with the good stuff, first of all, because yeah. I saw people yes. try to try to try to, you know, say some stuff, you know, that was kind of, you know, mischaracterizations of your boy. Um I'm elated for Carmelo Hayes, man. So happy. I think, I think that he is phenomenal. I've been saying it since he got there. You know, I've movie star it. abilities, man. He's gonna yeah. be since, he was, since Casanova, he was Christian Casanova. Man, he's been he's doing great. this, yeah, been doing it. He's great, and so I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. I I thought the way that they handled the swerve stuff was great. It was a great send off for him. It was a great way to make Carmelo champion. I thought all of that stuff was great. I questioned why he did not challenge for the NXT Championship especially when you're going to sit here and tell me that Braun Breaker is the guy and he hadn't had any matches before NXT 2.0 and you slide him immediately into the title picture. Why couldn't you do the same thing with a guy that has proven itself on your television show? You gave Von Wagner He's a title. He's going to squash Tommaso. Mm. He's going to completely squash him. I, can I, see think it. it's go- I think it's going to go 30 seconds. I think it's going yeah. to be, there's going to be, jo- they're going to do the Undertaker uh, crowd shots. They're gonna have everybody with their jaws on the floor. Everybody doing this because this is their only thing <laughs> yeah, they know how to. Tell yeah. Her. And I mean, you put Von Wagner in a title match on the first episode of NXT 2.0. You're telling me that he couldn't cash in his contract and take that spot. And so, you know, again, I'm not trying to use that to nitpick, but I did think that that was interesting. That you know, this is the show with the Wale theme and you know the living color, and you know everybody's acting like the show is so black, but. You had the chance to build around a black champion from the very beginning, and you made him a mid-card champion. And I saw a lot of people saying, blackest champion in in a in in the industry. All right, let's get into it then. Let's talk about let's it. Let's get because, into it. Um, there are six 
North American champions, right? Six black North American champions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's our our current one. There's Swerve. There's Keith Lee. There's Ricochet. He who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> and of course, um, Ruff. Um, so I think there's a common denominator here. Um, out of those guys, you know, you can pick out Gargano and Cole are former North American champions that moved on to be NXT champions. There's only one black man out of those six names I named that moved on to be NXT champion, and that is Keith Lee. There are only two (laughs) black NXT champions. The biggie Keith Lee moving on, he has the shortest reign as NXT champion. And he relinquished his uh, North American championship. Yeah, and so when you say things like <laughs> the North American Championship is the blackest title in, in wrestling, I don't think you even understand that you're playing into a historical thing that has happened with black men in this industry. They always make black men the mid-card champion and don't let them move up to the main title pitcher. That was the story of Bobo Brazil's career. He is the most well-known NWA US United States Championship holder he held it at almost every branch of nwa he was never recognized as world champion and y'all gonna get up on the internet and go oh this is the blackest championship you don't even understand the context and the history that you're putting around it but you're trying to hold that up as this brownie point for this company and that's going to get me to my final point because i know i'm ranting here listen guys let me get closer to my mic (laughs) (laughs) Listen, guys, we can celebrate black wrestlers. We can be happy for these guys without using it as a reason to defend your favorite company because it's obvious what you're doing. Stop it. We all see you. Stop. It's okay. And most importantly, don't, don't, don't try to defend your company by downing another black championship, another black company, and another black wrestler. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, so we, we, I know what you're bringing up. Uh, we got to provide context because I saw that tweet too. I don't even remember who it was. I remember who it was. The NXT North American Championship is the blackest championship in wrestling. I remember when there's a black championship. Oh, but they actually brought up the the Pan African Championship, which to me was like. You didn't have to do that. No. This is this is an actual world championship that is for us by us, and you're you're putting it next to a mid card champion, where they put black wrestlers that they're not ready to move up to the world title picture yet, and you're calling that the blackest championship in wrestling. Now here's the thing: it would be one thing if the North American Championship had the, um, I guess was treated as. Uh, an aside to the um, to the NXT championship. If it was like, okay, we have two established championships, two championships that matter. But we're, but I feel like WWE has never done that, at least in the last like 30 years. It's, it has been, this is the stepping stone championship. They treat it like yeah. the stepping stone. Um, they don't defend it in main events like this. Is, and when I say main events, I mean takeover main events. You know what I mean. Um, yes. But uh, so it's not necessarily seen as the championship in NXT really in any regard. So I get what you're saying. 
Yeah. And let's and, talk about the uh, the champions. Uh, Leon Ruff, he don't work there no more. He who can't be named, can't even be named. Can't even be named. Keith Lee, we barely see him ever. We barely Where is see Keith him. Lee? Where, Where is, is Keith Lee? That's a question all the time. So if this is too often this year, especially. Great, such a black, great championship. It, then I like to say, and then what happened? They won the belt, and then what happened? Exactly. What happened after that? And hey, I'm going to say this part too because. Again, I saw people trying to, you know, throw shots. I ain't going to mention names, but I saw people throwing shots. Knock it off. Um, I said, you know, stop acting like this company loves black wrestling or black wrestlers to fit this narrative. I didn't even say the name of the company and people were touched. But, you know, whatever. Um, What I meant by that is I'm going to clue you guys again into something, like I said, with the Republicans. No company in wrestling loves black people. I'm just going to put that out there. None of these companies love us. They love money. And that's why I say all the time, support the wrestlers you want to see on TV because that's what's going to matter. Stop getting on here and capping and going, okay, they are the company for black people. And, you know, oh, they're giving us all these black champions. So that, that, that shows you something. That shows you something in a moment. If they keep going and there's follow-up to it and it's consistency, then we can say that. But stop putting out this propaganda for companies that you rock with that this is the company that loves us. None of these companies love us. Stop it. (laughs) Motherfuckers never loved us and they never will. Look, money, money, support, support. That's the only way. Where you spend your money, that's what's going to get you the results you want to see. And even still... It's we've, still we've seen in and we've seen plenty of looking money straight in the face and going eh, i don't want that yeah it's not for us hey, not that and, kind of money and, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know lastly because if you can't notice i was a little annoyed by the response i was getting for the last few days if you hear my words right now and you see these clips you see what my tag is right above me right there tag me next time Stop playing with my name out here. Tag me in it, though. And fix your hat. <laughs> exactly. And fix your, fix your hat when you come in our chat and wipe your feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, money. Man. I guess the money is going to lead us into our number one topic because that's what. <laughs> the number one topic this week. You know what, man? It's all about money. I have to say, I am about this. Yesterday... Friday, October 15th, was the most fun I have had in a while. Look, man. WWE and AEW went head-to-head last week. Uh, And, you know, people can say there's no competition. There's competition. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely competition. In so many ways. And WWE can say (laughs) that we don't acknowledge competition or we don't see them as competition that's a load of shit um you talk to anybody in that company it's not true um specifically wwe doesn't operate as if they don't see competition wwe operates in a method of which uh it's kind of the opposite of what you remember anybody remember the monday night war dvd that came out 2004 Mm -hmm. um the one that has the gerald briscoe clip of the the biggest lesson of the monday night war is don't mess Vince McMahon that mm-hmm. one um the uh there's a lot of quotes in that that are really funny today the main one being Vince's quote 
where he's talking about WCW and he says, uh, you know, why would you try to hurt your competition? Um, and uh, he said, why would you try to hurt your competition? Focus on yourself. Focus on doing you, doing the best show you can do. Don't try to hurt your competition. Just do the best you can do, and that's how you win. And that is the story that Vince McMahon told. That is when you ask Triple H during um, the, the press conferences, uh, or the, the media scrums, I mean, during the Wednesday Night War, he'd say, well, we're just going to focus on our uh, putting on our best show, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we're not going to. We're not going to focus on them at all. We, we're just doing the best show we can do. And then he'd turn around and put on like a super card to combat like a regular episode of Dynamite, right? Um, but anyway, my point here is that WWE, the way they've been operating as far as AEW is concerned, is to basically publicly, you know, oh, they're just a little niche thing. They don't really matter. And then privately, on the other hand, uh, do the shady shit to knock them down. Yep. Um, do the shady shit behind the scenes. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, we, we don't actually care how they're doing. But also, they stand a huge chance of being number one on Friday. Uh, and we can't allow that to happen. So we have to knock down half an hour of their show. Because here's the thing. On its own, that very well could have happened. If a normal SmackDown ran this past yesterday, so this past Friday, if a normal SmackDown had run, just with a regular card you put on any SmackDown, but it ran on FS1, uh, which tri typically doesn't pull great numbers up against, not even up against, just before a live episode of Rampage, which was always scheduled to be live. So they didn't change anything in that process. Just a live episode of Rampage with the card they had. I think at least demo-wise, which that's the only place you see rankings is in demo. So that's why that matters. Demo-wise, you would have looked at Showbuzz Daily on Monday morning, and I think you very well could have seen rampage ranked somewhere above smackdown and that is not a visual that they want in any way shape or form and that's what happened yesterday and that's what created everything we saw yesterday and mm -hmm. you know what i fucking love it yes, i love everything you. we saw yesterday it yes. was so goddamn great yes, all that shit was awesome you know what like okay so we saw and really quick to tremaine he said to will 2003 booker t is somewhere punching the air <laughs> thank you um but yeah so look man all of this and love y'all openly talking about this much love um thank you uh i'm just glad we got the platform to do it honestly that's uh, how i thought and, all week i'm like man yeah, i can't wait I to can, talk about this i know <laughs> so roman reigns uh talking made a whole talk. bunch of talking a lot of big talk um and you know what he's talking his shit and uh a lot of it's not exactly like valid shit but Sometimes when you're shit talking, it doesn't have to be. Um, because, it's valid for him. That's an important yeah. thing well, to say. Just well, he's, he's spitting the, 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 the nonsense line of, um, uh, well, you know, we're out here to appeal to everyone, whereas they're trying to appeal to a niche audience. And he threw out that line where he's like, uh, you know, when the, the audience is the biggest character in the show, that doesn't make sense to me. And it's like, bitch, John Cena, like, <laughs> that's his favorite line. John Cena's favorite line was... Every you know, single time he touches the yeah, mic. Yeah, John Cena's like, you know... The most important character in WWE is the WWE universe. And he and just like, said that when he came yeah, back too. Yeah, he came thing. back and just said that. Like, you guys have been silenced for too long. You're the biggest character in the WWE, WWE universe. That is a go-to WWE line. Don't even talk to me about... You're just mad because they got louder fans. Right. But 
fine. Uh, and then the other line of like, well, we're here to appeal to everybody, including the hardcores. And, you know, we got the casual fan. No, you don't. Um, mm-hmm. We've got the uh, we've got the hardcore fan. Yeah, you do. And like you mostly just said, that's all that kind of exists right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I've there's an old saying in marketing, um, which it's, it's if you try to appeal to everyone, you'll actually actually appeal to no one. Yeah. Um, the, the idea that if you don't specify who your audience directly is, then you'll lose sight of what you're after. Right. Um, and so like if you are trying to appeal to everyone, you may miss out on uh, everybody. So um, and uh, oh, Eric Brady. Holy hell. Uh, the audience shouldn't be the biggest character on the show. That should be to cheer <laughs> Hey. <laughs> thank you eric honestly uh there's Shout a out to MLW. yeah <laughs> uh but um anyway though i don't care i thought that look the, we got the daniel ro- bryan and minoru suzuki yeah because of beef and how could you complain honestly uh and i loved it i loved yeah. everything uh i look man uh i love the shit talk uh i love the shit talk from tony uh i thought tony talking about how uh vince uh, or no, he was talking about Ted he Turner. He said, let's play Big Bank, take Little Bank, is what yeah, he said. Yeah, and he was like, look, I, yeah, he said, look, I got more money than them. So, like, honestly, if we want to play the commercial game, we'll play the commercial game. And I'll go no commercials, too. Uh, so, uh, look, look, man, we had, look about look at this chain of events. We had uh, WWE announce that they're going an extra half hour. So then w, or AEW comes along and they're like, we're going an hour in the other direction. Uh, so now we've got an hour and a half overlap. And then WWE is like, well, we're going no commercials. And AEW is like, well, we're going no commercials. And uh, they're like, well, we got Sasha versus uh, Becky Lynch as a main event. And we're like, well, we're opening with CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. And we're giving you Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. And we're going to give uh, Bobby Fish uh, a little start. And he's going to face Lee Moriarty, which for me was like, my God, this man's getting it. He's getting his shine. Uh, and the the story that broke yesterday, and I feel like something changed because I was listening to uh, Busted Open. Tony Khan was talking about uh, Lee Moriarty, and when he mentioned Lee Mori- Moriarty initially, he mentioned he was on a developmental deal. That was what mm. he said on the show. He said, uh, we signed Lee Moriarty recently. We signed him to a developmental deal, and we see great things in his future. And then we get the All Elite graphic later in the day. So I feel like... Between, He's developed. I feel like between busted <laughs> open and uh, and that match, something changed with Lee Moriarty, and he's now all elite. So that is awesome to me. Um, congrats to uh, Lee Moriarty. Congrats to Lee Moriarty. Talent, yeah, one of the he best wrestlers tr- in the world. He's so he incredible. Legit. I love Lee Moriarty, uh, and I'm so excited for him. And he is just. Uh, you could just see in his face just how excited he is just to be here. And I love seeing that from so, pro wrestlers. And that so is just good. such a great thing. But ultimately, again, we just saw everybody up and everything to the point of where I thought, man, I want a Friday night war. God damn it. Uh, even if it's just like a half hour overlap or an hour overlap, whatever. I want a Friday night war, man. I let's just let's go. OK, because look, I heard from a lot of people. And I made sure to not say this because I had a feeling this was going to happen. I heard from a lot of people throughout the Wednesday Night War. Man, they just need to end this war and every show is going to do much better. And that was only true for Dynamite, by the way. Because 
NXT is doing exactly the same as it yep. was um, during the Monday night or during the Wednesday night war. Uh, and the only difference is it ain't as fun fighting with people no more. Man, it's because like people talk about it's tribalism, it's toxic, blah, 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 blah. Man, everywhere you look, that shit exists. Mm. I don't care if it's you see a post from Xbox and look at the comments, it's all people talking PlayStation. about PlayStation better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You see uh, Samsung post something about their latest phone. You get all the comments talking about, hey, it's all iPhone gang over here. There is no place where there's two major players where nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. So Marvel like, the, DC, same thing. Yeah, DC. If and a rapper says something, uh, somebody's in there like, but this rapper's better. Like, there's not, there's zero hey, things that Kanye aren't counted. Is out there. Uh, Agree on Darius Lockhart, by the way. Thank you. I love yeah. me. Sign D-Lock. Yeah. Please sign uh, yes. him. He needs yes. to be signed. Sign hey, D-Lock. Hey, hey, if, if you missed that feeling on Wednesday, Toxic is bike on Fridays. <laughs> 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 bike. Uh, but yeah, I I just feel like it exists everywhere you look. Mac, PC, it don't matter, man. If there's mm-hmm. two major players, and that, that represents the strength of an industry. Right. Where... Um, if an industry only has one major player, uh, all you're going to get is people complaining about that one major player. But when yep. you have two major players in any industry, everybody's eaten. And I feel like last night, everybody ate uh, on Friday night. Because, Especially the fans. Boy, I was full after all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, when you look at because that's probably the issue with Monday nights, right? Yeah. That, like, uh, because... You know what's funny? It's not like WWE doesn't know their or doesn't know that their shows are bad. It's like when they want to put on a good show, they yep. very much yep. can and yep. do. They mm-hmm. know what a good show looks like. They know what people want to see. That's why when people they, are uh, praising takeovers, I'm like, they know how to do a good takeover. Like I'm never surprised when they do a great takeover. Yeah. They can do that. They know yeah. how they know how to do it, and so um, and, and I've seen the take of. Um, well, you have to have some bad shows so people appreciate the good shows. No, you don't. Nope. Who uh, says to, that? Steal, to steal a take from Maxwell Baumbach, um, that's like saying, you know, a team shouldn't score too many touchdowns because, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> you don't want to look too good. What? You don't want to look what? too good. Nah, man, keep scoring touchdowns. People will never get sick of touchdowns. Never. I promise you, you keep scoring. People just like that's it. like those people that are like, how is AEW going to keep maintaining all these pops? It's just pops. It's just pops. Well, sh- well, oh, keep, don't complain about it. Just I'm never gonna be sick it. of pop. Keep trying. I could hey, never be those, sick of a pop. Those, those three still hit the same when, when Splash Bros <laughs> hit them. They still pop for all of the threes, man. Exactly. Yes. Stop, and that doesn't fails. mean, hey, stop shooting threes. No. No <laughs> way. Shoot more, Steph. Shoot from farther, bro. And honestly, like I said, last night was fun. Um, and uh, we're really quick shout out to Jester Designs. Uh, thank you uh, for the super <laughs> chat. Just like to say, as a black wrestling fan, I appreciate you guys. Tired of having to fill uh, NXT with. Yeah, you're gonna wrestling. still have to keep booking them yourself, <laughs> <On> the <WWE>. <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> the bookers don't mess with us. Yeah, but uh, I will say that last night I had fun. Uh, so of course there was SmackDown. I mentioned started with um, we had the new intro, uh, and I couldn't help but notice that. This intro, because it drives me nuts. I hate cold starts to wrestling shows. Everybody hates cold starts to wrestling shows. I've never seen anybody who's like, you know how I prefer my wrestling show to start? Just by saying, welcome to Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And then just somebody 
uh, has an entrance. Like, no, nobody likes that. The best way to start a show, you kick off with the theme song, the pyro, and you start shouting the welcome to this show. We're here. We're live, blah, blah, blah. Crowds love it. TV audiences love it. it. There's never a better way to intro a show. So I feel like it always annoys me that I believe this was the first time since they've been back on the road that WWE did the full entrance for SmackDown and they still haven't done it for Raw um, or the full intro. Uh, but I noticed that the intro was modified in a way where it looks like it's going to be easy to upgrade as time goes on because like they don't have the, like green screen shots anymore. Uh, so I am hoping that's the case. Um, started with an edge promo. Wasn't for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, we talked about, what promos. are y'all Let's talking see. about edge and Rollins? We get it. Dude. Look, Just fight uh, in the cage already. Like, here's my thing. Uh, we, we talked about promos. It's been a very big conversation about, uh, or we've had a very big conversation about promos on the show. Um, I am not a big fan of promos without purpose. If that right. makes sense. I, I don't yeah. necessarily like somebody just coming out to the ring and just standing and talking. Right. Like if you're going to do it, like I, I like an interviewer who's there because an interview, like when you had the interviewer there, Part of what that's good for is asking questions. So that way, it's almost like the purpose of this here is an interview, right? It's the difference between um, if think of it like a podcast, right? If like uh, Sean Rossap is interviewing somebody, right? It, and like he's there to to give them topics to talk about versus just somebody just standing there and just blurting out just stuff that's that they've recited off the top of their head. Like there's a big difference between um uh putting out uh between having an interview in the in the ring and just doing a monologue mm -hmm. and i feel like what edge came out to do was a monologue right. and i'm not necessarily into that um i think that if P if you're gonna have somebody come out without the interview it needs to be like a face-to-face -face. there needs to be a purpose to it uh hey, i will but, say this i yes. enjoyed the promo because it did build to the match and i do mm -hmm. like um during the pandemic, he was doing a lot of these crowd, a, a lot of these uh, backstage promos where, you know, there was a, wasn't a lot of crowd noise behind him and you could just hear his voice and they were, you know, chilling and they were cool. And I feel like this was the same vibe. But I think to you guys' point, the only reason that it felt like it went on too long is because we've seen him and Rollins do this almost mm -hmm. every week now. Yeah. And I feel like it didn't especially with the Rollins promo later, because his promo was really, really long. I just feel like we know what the match is now. You've given us a promo every week. You could have given that time to the women right. to have a, a better Queen, Queen's Crown uh, tournament match this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely didn't watch the show live, by the way. Uh, and I know a lot of people did. Uh, I am... Uh, I, I saw people posting their pictures. Cam posted his picture. I saw Denise posted their picture or her picture of uh, um, watch it having the two screens up. Kate posted hers as well. A lot of people, or no, Kate. I don't think Kate posted one. Um, but either way, uh, a lot of people have posted their uh, pictures of their setups, watching two at the same time. That is not for me uh, because I feel like if I want to watch a match, I want my attention on that match. Uh, if I'm watching a promo, I want my attention on that promo, and I have DVR for a reason. Like back in the Monday Night Wars, I didn't watch two shows at the same time. I did not have two TVs. Yeah, I'm what like, I you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. What I had was 
a remote and it was basically who kept my attention the best that was who got my attention there was no way in hell i'm gonna try and give two things my attention but i also recognize <laughs> that a lot of people have to like record post shows and record post podcasts i'm glad i'm not one of them uh, so i'm like i'm glad i can give both of these things my undivided attention because like I, I was able to watch um uh i, I watched the the pre-show of uh Rampage and Tremaine having me and Gene got certain 80s wrestlers over. I'm telling you, man, the interviewer, the interviewer is there to provide context, to give a wrestler a reason to talk about that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's a good way to start feuds. The interviewer is is an unsung hero. AEW gets it. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, like Kayla Braxton, though, like when she like when she's put to use like she absolutely does it really well she's right. probably the best in wwe to do it right um, they don't ever do any in-ring stuff with her. yeah they don't do any a lot of in-ring stuff but like yeah. backstage you know it is great to just have an interviewer yeah. to pose the questions um you know as long as the question isn't just hey jeff hardy what's up yeah <laughs> <laughs> jeff hardy's like well i'm out here to challenge uh i don't know who he's feuding with right now austin theory all right um but anyway so uh on so SmackDown also had um, that had Usos and Street Profits. Uh, it was good. Um, I, I'm I'm glad this is we're putting this to rest because we've seen it like six times this year on TV, um, and uh, but it was good. Uh, and I I have nothing negative to say about either team. I like the Usos. I like the Street Profits. Street Profits uh, lost, and now they're getting a Raw Tag Team Title match because that makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean. That match was at least very good. Uh, the the Finn Sammy match was also very good. Yeah, very good tournament match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like when the matches were clicking, I feel like that was the best thing about SmackDown. Definitely. Um, some yeah. of the some of the stuff in between the matches was very skippable for me, but like the matches themselves were great. Mm-hmm. We were also asked earlier what we thought about the Naomi Sonya Swerve. Um, which, uh, of course, this was uh, spoiled by, uh, if you're a Fightful Select subscriber, you knew this was coming. Uh, so FightfulSelect.com. I think everybody uh, was kind of expecting a swerve yeah, at yeah, the that, moment anyway. So and, and I, I thought it was a good swerve. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think the way that they are slowly uh, ramping this up into, I'm assuming, a pay-per-view match is good. Right. Um, and we don't get to see Naomi in, like, you know, defined rivalries. We don't get mm-hmm. to see her in, like, meaningful storylines. So I'm glad they're giving her this. Um, the the Sonya stuff is is teetering a line. It's teetering that line, like, right around, you know, the Karen stuff. And it's a little racial without being racial. Yes, The discrimination is, is it there. It feels kind of like, and yeah, I it's, get it. You know, I get it. That wrestling has always done it. Wrestling has always yeah. found a way to get people emotionally invested based off of things like racism without outright going into it sometimes. Big, big quotation on sometimes. Um, so I think what they're doing is great. Um, but the payoff has to be good. You can't do right. all of this. And, you know, the the culmination of it isn't great so right naomi has to crossed. get her she has to get up she, she has, has to, to get her. and i feel like this has to end with her getting hers and i right. hope it does uh yeah. there was i guess really the only other major thing to talk about was the the main event um sasha banks and becky lynch 
Uh, Becky Lynch, of course, it was talked about how she hasn't lost a match uh, one-on-one in almost three years, which is insane. Which means uh, you're about to lose in yeah. WWE. Oh, yeah. That, that's, yeah, oh, of course. If WWE, brings, if WWE brings up a stat, it's because they're about to break it. Uh, yeah. And if they ignore it, it's because they're about to repeat it. Yeah. And so that is, that is the usual go-to of WWE. Um, and in this case, they... Uh, I These two delivered, I thought. Um, yes, great match. Yeah, very good match. match. Uh, it was probably still probably my third favorite, but only because the other two occurred on pay per view and were just uh, uh, better matches and bigger matches. This click though, this click, yeah. I loved. Dude, there's nothing better than a match with no commercial breaks, um, and because uh, then you don't have to stop. Uh, and I was very surprised in a sense that Becky lost. Um, of course, but it is to continue because the story that's going to continue after Saucer's out of the picture, of course, is Bianca and Becky. So therefore, the heat needs to stay between them. Uh, but yeah, I thought these yeah. two delivered. Um, these two always deliver when they get in the ring together. They had yeah. two great matches in 2019. I think maybe three actually. Uh, but I listen. I you know, I know that some people you know are on Sasha Banks. But Sasha Banks is one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. She just is. There's so much stuff that she does that helps a match. Uh, her selling is always great. She's and, a great I seller. Mean, the, this match was very physical. Um, I, I think a some... lot of people's criticisms of Sasha, honestly, to me, are based on kind of outdated ideas yep. um, that ab- about her. Because she, she did. Mm-hmm. She was... When she first came to the main roster, she was probably the biggest boo boo face perpetrator. That like you almost knew she was gonna lose. In well, shit! If I've on- only had my belt for one day, of right? Boo boo face too, bro. <laughs> but it was like you know, if if you you could almost telegraph exactly how a match was gonna end based on her facial expressions. And but she's gotten a lot better at that. She's gotten yes. a lot better at not telegraphing exactly what's gonna happen if she's whether or not she's happy with things. So, like, um, I, I, I feel like that is a huge improvement for her. Right. But I feel like people still knock her, knock that against her. They, I've seen people who are like, oh, look at Sasha's face. She's probably not winning. And then she turns around and wins. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, she has just gotten better at not telegraphing uh, mm-hmm. how something's going to end. Because yeah. she also would sometimes have, like, a slight smirk on her face of, like, ooh, I'm winning the title tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I like... Mean- and I mean, to so. their credit, I will give WWE credit on this because I did knock them for other things with their women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think the way that both Sasha and Becky are presented is great because they both look like massive stars. Stars, definitely. Treated Those are like stars, stars. Last night. Mm-hmm. And the match was really good. I didn't like the finish. I thought the whole, you know, Becky getting hit on the arm with the braid and then taking the backstabber and getting pinned was weird. It was almost like they didn't want her to lock in the bank statement and right tap like they were trying to you know protect her from tapping but but it almost case, unprotects her by having her lose to the backstabber because whoever yeah, was, loses to the backstabber exactly it was a it was a weird finish but i thought the match was very good yeah the match was awesome yes. they went for it it was sasha banks is my favorite wwe women's wrestler of all time just because when she her matches are like about timing and about space and she just like always goes 100 percent when she's in it you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like she always seems like it's a fight, and I love that about Sasha Banks. She's amazing. That match was great. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, I was very happy with that. Um, and then if you had YouTube on, uh, there's some stuff to talk about because uh, uh, we saw um, – so 
I want to talk about two matches specifically. I want to talk about the Bobby Fish match with Lee Moriarty because uh, Lee got to show out in front of that crowd. And not just that, but he did it again, uh, which is a sign of somebody who has a connection because Brian Danielson was the king of this when WWE fans knew nothing about him. If you can start a match in dead silence, but as the match goes on, they get more into it and more and more into it. Cause like if you start off with a hot entrance, like it's one thing to have two stars come out. You have the hot entrances. Everybody knows who you are. They're chanting your names they Everybody's going crazy and they go crazy throughout the match. That's everything you could want. And it sucks when uh, you get no reaction when you come out and, uh, and the match ends in dead silence. Mm-hmm. But when you come out with no reaction, but by the end of the match, the, that crowd knows you and is into you, that is a skill. And that is something that so few guys possess, but Lee Moriarty's one of them. And the way he was able to get the people behind him as the match went on. Like, there was a lot of Bobby Fish chants simply because familiarity. This is a name we know. This is a guy that, you know, I've watched enough NXT to know who this is. Um, or even followed in Indies. Lee Moriarty had his chance, but they, they weren't that big. But as the match went on, you could feel people getting into him. And like for me, if I were ever going to sign somebody, if I had a criteria for signing somebody on the spot, that's my criteria. That's it. If I got, if you in the ring with just your work, not your words, not your, your speaking, not your promos, none of that, uh, not your music, any of that. If simply with your in-ring abilities, if you are able to get the people behind you, that to me said, is somebody that I need to hang on to. And, and what's tremendous about Lee Moriarty is he doesn't do like high spots. Like the Lee Moriarty and Dante Martin are two completely different wrestlers with what they do, but they both are going to bring you in with what they do. Lee Moriarty doesn't do flips. He's not on the top rope. He's not doing a bunch of crazy stuff. He's on the ground. He's wrapping his opponent up. He's trying to fight and, you know, dislocate joints and stuff and just, like, grab onto his opponent and just show you that he's a real grappler. And that's what gets the fans into it, which makes it even crazier because a lot of people say that this style of wrestling, a lot of people don't even appreciate, like, technical grappling style of wrestling. And Lee Moriarty does what he does, and people latch onto it. It's amazing. Man, he just does so many things that I don't see a lot of guys right. in mainstream wrestling doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several times that he did something and I was just like, what was that? Um, right. And yeah, he, he just looked incredible. I thought the new theme song looks great. It sounds very similar to his indie theme. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, shout out to Mikey Ruckus for it's getting perfect. It's so yeah. perfect. Great. And it's um, out there by the way, on the yeah. AEW uh, music YouTube. Um, yeah, so but the theme's out. So I was just saying the theme's out. So uh, if you want to listen to it in full, go yeah. listen to it. And it's, it's dope. And I mean, I just think it says everything that, even if they weren't a hundred percent on Lee yet to go, we're competing with SmackDown and go, Hey, we need to fill this car. And they were like, let's use Lee. Like mm-hmm. that's a, that says a lot about what they see in him so far. So much. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about how much people have supported him mm-hmm. and how, you know, unanimously he has been supported from, from day one since he's gotten there. And that just goes back to my point earlier Support the wrestlers, guys. Supporting the companies is cool and doing the brand back and forth. But support the wrestlers because that's what's going to get guys like him on TV. Right. Yes. Um, Drew 
uh, gave a super chat. He said, and let's be real, uh, 10 minutes in total for all the Queen's Crown matches, but who was WWE Gosh. relying on to crush the competition last night? Hmm. Uh, yeah, the women are that when you need them, <laughs> they'll come through. Uh, 10 minutes for a whole tournament is insane. <laughs> so I want to talk about a match that I've now watched three times. <laughs> Look, man, I've said before, Brian Danielson is my favorite wrestler currently and possibly all time. When you told me he was going to be facing Suzuki, I was like, that's cool. That'll yeah. that'll be fun. Man, that match was so good. Uh, it had everything you could want in a pro wrestling match. You want to have fun with pro wrestling? This match had it. You want to laugh at pro wrestling because you just... Because, again, Brian Danielson knows how to um, incorporate comedy where he needs to. This match had it. You want action? This match had it. You want violence? This match had it. Uh, intensity? Everything, Everything you could want in a pro wrestling match. It was here. Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki was pro wrestling. And it was so good. Through it went was, through. Oh, it was my God. This so, is a Brian Danielson master class. Of just like, this is pro wrestling. Two guys fighting. <laughs> yeah, two guys fighting, two guys that you want to believe they're fighting. Right. Um, I know some people aren't a big fan of Brian Danielson um, using uh, our knowledge of his uh, concussion history as mm-hmm. um, a point in his matches. I love that because he knows. This mm-hmm. man absolutely knows that. When you see him take a Snapdragon suplex and he oversells it, you it's because the fans in that building, he knows that the fans in that building are like, oh, God, mm-hmm. why did Brian take that? He Is knows, this the one every he time? He knows how to get that gas. <laughs> and when him and Minoru Suzuki were trading those forearm shots and Suzuki hits him with that big one and he just like goes down on the ground dead and the crowd's chant, holy shit. Magic out there, right? Um I like I said, I watched it a few times because after the first time, I was like, "Damn, that was really good." But maybe I'm in, maybe it's recency bias that I'm feeling that was that good. Let me watch that again, and I watched it again, and I was like, "Not nah, as a five star match, man." <laughs> let me watch it. Uh, let me watch that again, let me and see I watched one it again. I, I watched it. Th- I watched it twice last night and once this morning. Uh, nah, that delivered. And you know the cool thing about this match delivering. Because I, I heard a lot of people asking, why wasn't this match on TV? Why didn't you put it on Rampage? Um, why did this end up in the buy-in? I'll tell you why this ended up in the buy-in, my friends. Because um, the one thing that AEW has been good at is sticking to their plans, regardless of what ends up going or ends up in their way. Like, NXT put on a big card. AEW didn't necessarily shift their card and be like, okay, let's just throw a bunch of matches at this. Mm -hmm. And, like, they had a plan for what was supposed to happen on Rampage this week. They had the three matches lined up. They were advertised for over a week. These are the matches that we had for Rampage. SmackDown came into their territory, and 
They didn't just say, well, fuck what we lined up. It was like, okay, let's add on to what we lined up. But right. the show that we still had planned, because this is obviously still leading to stuff. It's still leading to stuff for Punk. Still leading to stuff for um, the men of the year and Inner Circle. We're still leading somewhere uh, with the women's picture. Uh, so, therefore, that stuff can't change. <laughs> that stuff has to stay the same. But we'll add some stuff onto this. And it ain't even stuff that matters. Like, the thing is, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki has no effect on anything. This is nope. another win no. for Brian. That's a good but match. Yeah, and it was just a great match, and mm-hmm. I didn't need it to matter. It was just good. It was right. good. I had fun with it. By the end of it, I was like, uh, and, and the finisher exchange, the, the exchange of them hitting the ropes back and forth, and then um, reversing, not seeing each other coming, but then running knee hits, one, two, three. Man, yeah. that is pro wrestling to me. That Look, was... <sighs> this, this was a dream match for me. So when when I was sitting at All Out and, and his music hit, First of all, I was like ecstatic that we're seeing Suzuki and we're getting Suzuki mocks. And I was like, but Daniel, but Brian Danielson might be here. Are we going to get Suzuki Danielson? And so to get it this soon. And then, I mean, I'm still on the fact that he he has been there less than a month and he's already given us two match of the year. Right. Two. <laughs> if, if you want to be honest, he's probably given us three counting one of those Roman matches. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. This match was insane. Um, like you said, the the way he sold the the forearm and then laid down, and this is just why the guy's a master. That that he played that up later and just like jumped up out of the yes out of, out of the <laughs> forearm strike, and that's why it's so fun to root for the guy. He knows how to make himself look. I like smiled a so hard when he turned to the crowd and went, "Come on, Miami!" Man. I was smiles. I was like, He's, "Right." He's my dude. He, yeah, he's legitimately <laughs> one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Just because yeah. he just gets it. He he understands he gets everything it. about how to sell, how to tell a story, how to how to, you know, listen to what the crowd is giving you and how to, you know, give them the reward and give them the payoff. He just gets it. And you, I mean, can't say enough about what Suzuki brings to wrestling. He's just a legend. And just seeing those guys in the ring together last night was just special. I mean, the stare downs they were doing, it was just magical. Brian so Danielson is definitely one of the greatest. I think he's the greatest wrestler of our generation here. Like what's yes. been going on the last 10 to 15 years. The things that he does, the things that he can do in a match are unmatched. I mean, if you just look at what he's what he did in ROH, what he against all odds did in WWE and what he still continues to do after he had to retire, he went through a bunch of stuff. He thought he wasn't going to wrestle again. He comes to a different company and has two of the best matches in history, just like out the gate. Uh, Honestly, I, I, and I am just loving Brian so much in this role because he's so different. He comes off legitimately tough. Mm -hmm. Um, no one's talking about his size. No No one's talking about short. No one's talking about his size. No one's like, man, he's 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 a great underdog. None of that. This ain't no underdog shit. This Mm -hmm. is a guy who just comes in and he is tough as hell. And no matter what you do to him, he will he will take it and dish it harder. And I love it. I I saw a stat that they only took like three bumps throughout the whole match, and like they were just. It's like, how do you honestly? I could have watched that? these two trade if the match was genuinely just them trading blows right. for 20 minutes. This would have been the dopest yeah. match. That's what I said on uh, uh, Twitter, too. This is the first time that I've liked the forearm exchange and mm-hmm. at minimum five years. I usually New Japan, I honestly think overdoes their strike exchange. 
Like every single big match doesn't have to have it. But yeah. in this case, I think it worked perfectly. And yeah. I was like all the way into it. <laughs> this, is, this was very great. Um, and um, yeah, they're, they're talking in the chat about the, the C chance. Um, because yeah, it was a one, it was a heavily Hispanic crowd. You saw that mm -hmm. the moment that they panned the crowd. At Miami, the baby. The show. It was Miami. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah. it was yes for all of 10 seconds. And then they were like, nah, this is, this is C country here. Uh, <laughs> did, and, did I see right that Rick Ross was in the building in Miami? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Ross uh, and Westside Gun were in the building. Well, I mean, hip-hop, man. Hip-hop, baby. Westside yeah. in the building. Four, four, yeah, Westside's always there. And Terrence <laughs> said, uh, just got in, but I had to support my peeps. Y'all are killing the game. Can someone answer WWE's question of can they coexist? Uh, can they? I don't know. Can Guess they? we'll have to find uh, out. Hey, and I will, I will say this because the Friday Night War did spark a lot of things. And I've been thinking this for a while because a lot of people are like, oh, man, Roman's shooting. He got him. I'm like, man, it sure does feel like that Roman has gotten to because every time he does the interview, he has to talk about a certain somebody. So it's like, who's really winning here? Seems like uh, CM Punk, I had never heard, I had heard CM Punk talk about Roman this entire no, time. It, it, yeah, he, he, he stays winning. Every time he keeps saying he can't do something, oh, he's not moving the needle. Okay, shows up at, shows up at Rampage. Rampage does numbers. He's on ESPN and he's living life. He's giving away ice cream bars and you're still stuck in. He said this about me seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing to talk about, uh, just a couple more things. Uh, there was CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. Um, I'm weighing in my head if this was Seidel's best AEW match because the Kenny match was really good. Um, yeah. But it was. I think it was Punk's best one. Uh, I... Uh, and I like the story that Punk's telling in there about with each match, he's getting more and more comfortable. And yeah, it, like you can feel it. Like when people say that, uh, well, Punk looks rusty. I feel like that's the story he's trying to tell. Right. That the, yeah. he's trying to show a guy who's coming out after seven years because um, it's not the same story Brian's telling. Brian, I like that they brought them in and did opposite things with him. Punk is like, hey, I haven't wrestled in seven years. Can I still go? Brian's like, I've been wrestling for the last. 20 years nonstop. Uh, I am the best. And I want so, the smoke. <laughs> yeah. So it's two All different it. stories. But the cool thing is, too, is that at some point they can meet in the middle. Yep. And then that's well, where that what, happens. From what Punk is saying in all these interviews, it seems like he wants to team up with Brian. Yeah. Like every yeah. time he talks about Brian, he's like, well, if me and Brian wrestle the Lucha, he's just like so excited well, to mean, like be a tag team yeah. with them. And I mean, yeah. they're going to they're gonna stay apart as long as possible because yeah. he's yeah. always said that. He's always said we should stay we should stay away from each other until you need the match. Right. Yeah. And then uh, the main event was the um, Inner Circle versus uh, the Men of the Year with Junior Dos Santos. Uh, all they want to say about that is Junior Dos Santos surprised me. Um, yep. in that the first bump he took off of that kick from Jericho didn't look that great, but after that, I thought the exchange with Hager actually mm -hmm. looked good. Yeah. Uh, and I was surprised he looked better than I expected him to in there. Um, I think that uh, MMA punches, uh, MMA fighters in their punches are the worst. Um, uh, and they Awful. gotta stop. Well, and, and part of it is because like they're legitimately they're used pulling. to used to punching people for yeah. real. So yeah. <laughs> it makes I, sense. <laughs> I continue to like the Mark Henry interview segment before the main it's event. Great. I just mm -hmm. think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think the way that Dan Lambert inter interjected during that was great. And I'm not a big fan of the Lambert stuff, but I thought mm -hmm. just that quick zinger of you know inner circle jerks was great. Yeah. Um, 
I wasn't big on a lot of stuff in this match, but boy, did Sammy Sammy look great. Sammy hot tag that he mm-hmm. yeah he looked amazing and fantastic hot tag. Um, and you know Scorpio keeps getting W's, man. At some yep. point, you know Scorpio is going to earn the match, and mm-hmm. if it's Sammy versus uh, Scorpio, give it to me. It's gonna be it's great. Hot. Yeah. Uh, that's one I want to see. Yeah, I I, ha- I had fun Friday night. This yep. was a great night. Um, I was happy. Uh, on the topic of the Mark Henry thing, by the way, it's funny. Uh, what we're only like eight weeks into Rampage. Uh, my kids both get excited now. They're like on the edge of the seat, and they're like, "He's gonna say, he's gonna say," it. and then he goes, looks in the camera. It's time for the main event, and like <laughs> it's like one of my kids' favorite things, and I love that it happened yeah, that, that fast. That's so good. <laughs> As a matter of fact, because when Mark Henry did the uh, the interview at the opening of last week's show, they're like, wait, he's not going to do it because this is the beginning of the show. Right. <laughs> and then he did it, and then he showed up later. And, like, honestly, if that's his whole purpose is just to tell people it's time for the main event, I'm with it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, real quick, uh, I also watched a Paradigm Pro Wrestling show yesterday. There was so much wrestling going on. Main evented by Suge D and Myron Reed. Tremendous. Shane Taylor and Calvin Tankman also had an incredible match. Paradigm Pro Wrestling is doing some crazy things. As Shout far out as Paradigm. Like, yeah, as far as like black wrestling, they are like ahead of the game. They book so many black wrestlers. They last champion was black. The current re- champion's black. It's a black promotion. They do hip hop. They do UWFI. Uh, they do everything. It's a great promotion. Please check them out. Yes, please check them out. Uh, and hey, we got another uh super chat just letting you know you have a fan in romania thank you yeah yeah i appreciate that for sure Um, we appreciate you yeah i appreciate it uh and then we got one question thrown at us it was based off of uh something that reg brought up last week in regards to nxt looking like in living color uh bell wants to know (laughs) what is our favorite in living color sketch um, that's a good question. good question i luckily i read this beforehand and i got to give this some thought guys all right lucky so all right it's from season five it's one of my favorite sketch sketches ever but uh and tommy davidson has also attested that it's his favorite sketch and he hates that people hate on season five so much because they didn't have any of the weigh-ins because uh, it is his favorite as well but he did a sketch called sweet tooth jones um, and Sweet Tooth Jones was a martial arts instructor who instructed in the uh, in the ways of black exploitation films. And so, but it was in the '90s, but he was like stuck in the '70s. So he's got this big afro, but he's balding. And so, um, and uh, and so he would be like teaching these self defense classes, but everything he was teaching was just out of black exploitation films. Mm. And so, like none of his punches connect, and he's just making like bad noises, and he's just like. I, that's how you get them, and they're like, you, you just, they're like, you, you just did that with your mouth. What are you doing here? And like, uh, but yeah, he was. That honestly, I can't do that sketch any justice. Sweet mm-hmm. Tooth Jones is my uh, favorite sketch out of a living color. Uh, just Tommy Davidson playing a fight instructor out of black exploitation films. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where if you know the films it's referencing, it's even better. But even still, if you just know the tropes, um, it's good. It's a really good sketch. Um, I'm going to go with, um, you know, the classic Mo Money sketch, of course. Yes. Or 
um, you know, Damon in jail with the. With oh the my God! Uh, what was the name of the character? Um, yes. Oswald Bates. Is it Oswald Bates? I think it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that, what I was gonna go with for sure. Yeah, it's either one of those. Unmatched, man. I know. I always loved how they would do the reading. Up the music is videos fallopian. Too. Yeah. <laughs> That's my number one, definitely. <laughs> and you don't even have to be clairvoyant. Right. Excuse me, Claire Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It, uh, man, it it's either more money or that one. And I'm kind of leaning towards that one because that one is just so good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Oh, man, I'm glad we got to end on that note. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, come back next week. We are here at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We are at YouTube.com slash Fightful. Thank you for being a part of Grapsity one more time. This was episode three of Grapsity. And we continue to have fun doing this show. I've had fun doing this show, and I hope you're enjoying it as well. Leave us feedback. Um, leave that thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe to YouTube.com slash Fightful. Also, subscribe to Fightful Select because there's yeah. a lot of great stuff this week. Um, we talked about La Rosa Negra last week, and then um, there's a, a big story uh, revolving her. And wow, this week, uh, FightfulSelect.com is where you can find um, great content like that. Uh, and yeah, keep hitting that like button. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm Will Washington. I, listen, oh. I know we're going long, but I will yeah. interject with this because, again, this has been an interesting week. Very interesting. The three of us are here to talk wrestling. We are not here to be the Black Podcast. No. If you want to come to us and listen to us as your, you know, horrors of wrestling, that is great. But we don't speak for all black people. You don't definitely not any of us. <laughs> yes, you, not you a monolith. Nope. <laughs> no. You can go listen to the black announce table. You can yep. listen to black wrestling. Yep. You can listen to Public Enemy. You can mm-hmm. listen to the guys at NWA. You can listen to A Show. You can listen to whoever you want. There are a lot of us. We are not the Black Wrestling Podcast. Definitely not. But if you want to put us at number one, we'll accept that spot. Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> We are out here, though. We're not yeah. the one, but we are. Well, 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 yes, yes. Yeah, uh, and uh, and hey, uh, shout out to Monica. Just dropping Monica. A that's love. That's Look, love. Fix your hat when you come to talk to Grapsity because <laughs> that's that's what it's like, bro. Yeah. We here. Thank we you so much. Appreciate y'all. Everybody in the super chats and all the love. Just that happens legit every single day. It's been amazing being on this podcast and having this platform. Doing it with y'all too is I can't ask for anything better, man. I'm having such a great time. I, I'm having a great time as well. This is some of the most fun I've had podcasting in years, and I love it. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of Grab City for Philip Lindsay and for Righteous Reg right there. I'm Will Washington. We'll see you next time. Oh, one last thing. If you're watching live, uh, check out right now over at twitch.tv slash fightful gaming uh distraction they are over there playing um nhl uh 22 um so again youtube.com or not youtube uh twitter or twitch.tv twitch twitch (laughs) twitch.tv slash fightful gaming uh check that out otherwise folks we'll see you next time have a great day peace bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.